The suspense is killing us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark, and across the table from me... Drive his boat. There he is. Oh, hi. It's me, Matt. And there's Matt. We didn't I didn't. We didn't We say where he I was. Get an intro. He is sitting uh, catty-corner catty to me, yeah. yeah. The catty-corner thing. As usual. And sometimes across the table, but this time back to back to the usual catty-corner setup. It's been setup. a minute since we did a podcast. Yeah, we put a we were we were logging in and putting stuff in the bank and uh, had yeah. a nice little break there and now we got to get back to it, back into the mines. We get back into it. It was a lot, that was like a lot of a lot of watching there in like a brief period of time uh-huh. though. It was like kind of like almost like okay, this is enough. Yeah. Uh, for this particular episode? <laughs> no, for the when we before we, we took the break. We, we oh, when we, we did like three we did like three in like a weekend or something. This is the pathetic thing that I always try to avoid about being a podcaster cuz pod, podcasters complain about podcasting and stuff uh, cuz it's easy and fun. Right. <laughs> and then people are like, "Oh, I got to do this podcast." I had to watch like, like 10 movies oh, in yeah, two no. weeks. But we have to actually watch three whole fucking movies yeah, for yeah. each one and of these I mean, episodes. It's, I mean, it's brutal. It's hard hard work that's worse than what <laughs> some of the movies are people are doing. Yeah. I don't want to complain that it was hard work. I have no respect for working class people doing real backbreaking labor because what we do is harder. And yeah, I watched, I basically true. watched Color of Night like twice. Too, yeah. Because I watched, I watched, I pretty much watched the director's cut and the, and most of the non-director's cut just to like, so I could be like, I need to know what the differences are. It's like, you hear, the, you hear about this guy, <laughs> the Colts quarterback who, who just like suddenly retired yesterday? Andrew Luck, yeah. Andrew Luck, yeah. I mean, fuck that guy. Yeah. What's he got to worry about? We're fucking podcasting Yeah, here. you're gonna get brain damage getting hit a bunch of times? I had to watch yeah. Fallen twice. Yeah, I already have brain, brain damage. damage for you right there. Yeah, I already got it going. My, yeah. my brain is swollen right now because I had to watch three shitty movies uh, for, exactly. this, for this episode. This guy's betraying right. his country and his team over here we're fucking out you he's know. betraying his country you're yeah. right i'm glad finally someone has taken a you stand see how he's on walking off he's walking off the field the other day. they're booing him yeah really he's, well, he spit on the flag man they're booing him because i yeah. don't follow football and shit so. well they're booing him because he didn't sit through fucking falling twice like travis over here did, did. he watch the fucking watcher <laughs> well one of the guys watcher. who was booing him was joe charbonic so. oh, wow you could spot and they actually pointed it out as you can see joe charbonic joe director of the watcher you can tell it's him because well. he's, he's got the t-shirt that says I made Keanu cry. Yeah. <laughs> I lied to Keanu Reeves. I lied and fucked over Keanu Maybe Reeves, not America's cried. most beloved man. I don't know if he made him cry, but he definitely made him sad. I bet yeah. Keanu cried a little bit. I, made I think Keanu, Keanu cried has a healthy crying regimen. I was thinking of making a t-shirt that says Joe Charbonic made Keanu sad. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just going to relate to that. They're going to see that and be like, we know what you're talking, know about. What you're talking about. They'll know Where what do Ke- I get a copy they might of know. They'll know who Keanu is, and they might go home and Google Joe Charbonic. That's a good point. Like, that's that's an interesting they won't see who, you made, who made Keanu cry you don't see no. the word Keanu and go like that could mean any Keanu they, they, could, be, they, could, they could be talking the about movie. anybody they could be talking about that movie with the cat yeah but whenever I whenever I see the box art or like see that referenced I think of Keanu Reeves I never think True. of I, even when I see the box art for it and go like I know this is a movie called Keanu and it's about a cat named Keanu and Keanu Peele are in it Would that I, think movie of, I only think of Keanu Reeves and I haven't seen it so would it have been know. better if instead of a cat if it was actually Keanu Reeves Absolutely, of course. Yeah, like, right the more Keanu Reeves, the better. The what thing if it gets. was Keanu Reeves and he was playing the cat, but like he wasn't dressed like a cat or anything? He didn't do cat stuff at all. He just acted like Keanu Reeves. And he's standing and on everybody's legs, behaved as if he was a cat. Everybody behaved as if he was a cat. Hey, so not get like me the some movie tuna? Cats. Not like the movie Cats. Somebody get me a saucer of milk. 
It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> As a cat. Okay. Saucer of milk. Yeah. Oof. You know what cats used to eat in the 50s or whatever? In the 50s. <laughs> it had to be in a saucer. It had to be it's milk. Those that kills cats, I think kittens, actually. That's why so many cats died. It's bad, back for, in the 50s. It's bad for kittens to Is drink it? like saucers of milk. Yeah. And it kills them. Jeez. It will. It like some of them because it's like. It will kill them. It, it will Your kill them. Your stance is that a saucer of milk will kill a cat. Yeah. Ask any cat expert you it know. It will. It, it's not a mite. Well, I don't know they if it will kill it a cat. Nece- it won't necessarily. You might as well it, give it just raw poison. It gives them. It essentially gives them like some kind of digestive problem, and so and it like, kills them. It can, yeah. Fucking hell! <laughs> Everybody on the internet, look this up for us. Hit, hit us up on whether or not a saucer Joe milk will kill a out. cat. Joe Sharbonic, if you that'd be a good twofer from you. <laughs> Let us know what happened in the making of the Watcher, and if a saucer of milk will kill a cat. Send us yeah. some white claws. Yeah, and send us some white claws while you're at it. White claw. We're not drinking your beverage this time, no. uh, but you, you get us that Whip sponsorship. Some tasty Rainier. Our sponsor today is Rainier beer. Rainier, what, what if you want to sponsor this, yeah. Land of Sky Blue Waters. It's in the water. Is that it? No, that's, that's Oli. That's Olympia. Yeah. What's Rainier? It just says Rainier for life. It's vitamin, it? vitamin R. They Rainier. Say. Pour yourself a bud. It's mountain fresh, naturally brewed, and naturally I don't brewed. Know about that. Unnaturally brewed. <laughs> They pull this shit right out of the mountains. Rainier for a life. There's like, there's fucking, like, if you've I mean, never look, been to the Pacific Northwest, there are, there are like oil derricks all up and down the mountains. No, have you seen those commercials with the wild rain or the wild rainiers? Yeah. yeah, the old running beers running around. Oh, yeah, that's, that's where they shoot them. <laughs> they yeah. sh- oh man, they well, died. They, they got out of hand. Right. Well, yeah, they got. They were they're, too, like the, they're like that guy with the feral hogs invading his playground. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> there were too many of thirty them. to fifty. Thirty to fifty. That's. 30 to 50 I mean, so hogs. you know, that's why that we need. That's why we need. So we need AR-15s to shoot. We need AR-15 with the with the drum clips because we have to kill all these giant beer bottles that are plaguing yeah. the Northwest. Exactly. <laughs> all right, enough, guys. <laughs> enough. Enough. Okay, I'm sorry. Speaking we've of, we've around. deceived everybody long. Enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and I don't have a pun for the Stop third sleeping movie. on Stop starting sleeping this on, podcast. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Woo! Stop sleeping with the enemy on this podcast. Yeah. So we're gonna do. Sleeping with the enemy, deceived, and enough. And you can guess what the thematic element tying all these three together is. It's up to us to come up with a title that isn't too tasteless. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. It is. Oh. It is women uh, on in the abusive relationships. In abusive relationships, generally being married to full-on monsters. Yeah, um, and about fighting back. I would say in some cases, they, they, at one point or another, there is fighting back. Some movies emphasize it more than others. The best one of these three emphasizes it the most. Yeah, and we'll be getting to that last. Yeah, uh, guess so. showing our cards um but the rest of them suck balls <laughs> i have i have like uh, things that i like about uh, both of the other ones but uh, i have nothing uh, good to say about deceived okay, okay. well let's I start have, with, have some, uh, yeah, okay. we're gonna start with sleeping with the sleeping with the enemy she is a stranger in a small town what's your name hey, where? where are you from my questions days when the rains came is this what they mean by a warm welcome? Oh, Behind her smile, what is it with you? Is a secret. Behind her laughter is fear. Uh, 1991, it says there. Was it 1981 yeah. or 1990? No, it was 91. 91. That okay, and Deceive were both 91. That's so weird because they're very, very similar, and it feel it's like one of. The, I thought that Deceived was a year later, and because it, it felt like. Why don't we give Goldie Hawn one of those? Yeah. Is kind of how it felt like, but we'll change it a, t- a little bit. It'll be a little different, but like kind of give her one of those too. Uh, sleeping with the enemy. You know what I liked about this was the v- opening stuff, which was like 
different that i was i didn't know what to expect and it opens like in the middle of the it opens they're already married which i had forgot i hadn't seen this which I thought was, since it which came I thought out was first great. video right. when i was a kid because i was like that's good we don't have to see the whole th- i mean later on when the movie starts getting worse that she goes back and like explains yes a bunch of stuff so that's like where the movie becomes but at the beginning it was kind of like it's very the it's very controlled and peter uh, patrick bergen as the uh, bad husband is giving this fucking weird performance that I kind of yeah, so that, I kinda is that fucking his loved. actual accent or is he d- doing I some other accent? He is Irish. I Irish. But his accent isn't like, I don't know. Oh, what are you I'm doing? I'm Julia Roberts. I'm going to beat the shit out of you now. His accent is and like say, a weird. And I'm not expecting all Irishmen to talk like that. No, they do. Every single one. It of just them. does not sound like an Irish accent. He's like, he's like, Julia, you need to get. It sounds, it he sounds, sounds like he's like from Meepos. From taxi. Yeah, it sounds like he's from fucking Meepos. He sounded to me like. Is he from Southeast Ireland? Ireland's like an island off the coast of Ireland. Doesn't matter why you put towels in weird spots. Yeah. He's doing. I mean, <laughs> he's doing. Really an, he's doing an American accent. Yeah, and honestly, you need to keep the towels straight. Oh, is that what you think he's doing? It's and he's I just he's trying to do American. Become some other just the, fucked up. Thing. I think he's trying to do like some kind of East Coast American accent because the, the oh, yacht, he is the, so failing. The yacht dude that he talks to. Also, like Kyle every core from Homicide, every man in this movie has like a very weird cadence and is creepy, even if they're not every doing man anything in this movie wrong. Fucking sucks. But like, mm-hmm. but like, even when she meets the boring teacher guy or the weird, creepy, boring slash boring teacher guy, later, he also is like, like, why is this guy acting like this? And I think it has to do with the. It's like the, the script. <laughs> why the, is he acting? Why like does? That? Why do people act like that? The abusive husband. Hey, you if you're kind not gonna of, have sex with me, then fuck you. you I'm know, the good guy. You know why? Yeah, he's I'm the romantic. Look, I took you <laughs> you owe me sex, Julia Roberts. We, I'm we the tried good guy. on hats. So, yeah. uh, so Julia Roberts. That's, what uh, does it take? It opens with her on the beach clamming. A great uh, is it? Uh, a great clamming. Alan scene. Silvestri. I believe it is Alan score. Silvestri. The score is good. I, I love the score. The, the score, score is, is like owns this movie so often. Trailer I was watching music it for a while like, too. Yeah, it's and the score is fucking great, and it's like always like turned up to 11 it was like alan silvestri going like you know like one of those where you go like do you want just music the whole time and the director's like i guess yeah, we got nothing else so you might as well fill it with music because there's not much movie here um, the i mean thing, the movie the-, the beginning of the movie where it, up to the point um with on the boat is like i kind of liked i was kind of like okay and then that's kind of where the movie ends and then you're just like there's so little movie here and then there's the, not much left the two things that i like the most about this movie the music as you pointed out and the fact that it is mercifully short it's pretty short it's like it's 95, 95 minutes. or 97 minutes long or something yeah. like that it's like it is not interested in being a movie any more than we are in watching it <laughs> like i'll just go ahead and see myself out here i, I got nothing so she's so this is her follow-up to pretty woman too so i'm sure it was a huge hit and it's yeah. the director's follow-up to the stepfather right which is which is really good pretty yeah. good. But it has a similar kind of thing where like it opens he has he's good at it actually turns out he's good at like opening a movie because this opens in that way where you're like you don't know for she's seen clamming to an Alan Silvestri score on the beach and then her husband walks up and has a weird accent and then they're like going to a party I love they, you more than anything in the world they're acting you're so stupid you are so stupid <laughs> thank you very much thank, thank you very much. much he doesn't say that yet though <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't start hitting her till later no he's already pretty creepy but <laughs> he's she, already but, she, he, but, but it's, in but the beginning like, she's maybe still a little in love and he's I supposedly handsome oh I feel like he's at the beginning she's already like no, she's already out. gone but we just don't the yeah, movie we just don't know that you he, know he pushes, that he crosses the line pretty hard. Well, it seems like he crosses soon. the line pretty regularly, and we just we're catching up. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't know that at the beginning, which is what I like about it. Which is like the same as the beginning of the stepfather, where he's like yeah. in the shower in the bathroom, like who who am I this time or whatever, yeah. and he's like shaving. You're like, what's going on here? And then he walks downstairs past all the murdered bodies. Yeah, and you're like, oh, oh man, oh okay. And then the rest of the stepfather is good, but can't quite. It doesn't quite. Yeah. Ooh, 
I think that movie is awesome, but it doesn't like quite live Pretty up to Pretty hard to top that. That opening scene is great. But right. this is a similar, similar thing. I felt like I was watching the beginning, and I was like, this kind of feels like a Bergman movie almost or well, something. Plus, it's like very... That, like, that beach, yeah. and it's like this austere glass house on I like, the beach. I like stuff. all that stuff. I like the look of it and everything. It's uh, like Persona for like five seconds. Until there. like halfway through the movie when they end up in the uh, the, the movie, the small town movie set. Right. Like, it's like, I'm like, this is kind of... It's in, the same small town as the Majestic was filmed in. Or like fucking Back to the Future. That oh, too, did you yeah. uh, did you read the uh, the stories <laughs> about the, the uh, location shooting and this was in North Carolina or something like that and Julia Roberts caused a stir? No, This I was don't. when Julia Roberts was constantly causing stirs wherever she went. Did she Is cause that it? right? Yeah. I did not know. After you're going to you're going to love this. I'm not going to get I don't want to look up the the IMDb article or anything like that, but I kind I vaguely remember this from okay. the time cuz when this is like after Julia Roberts blew up and every fucking day she, she had something exploded. about there was every, tons of damage. <laughs> it was an explosion, not an implosion. Uh, <laughs> the shrapnel went everywhere. Everywhere. Thousands dead and embedded in America's psyche. Yeah, but everybody like both loved her and kind of hated her at the same time because right. she was. Everyone was like, it's "America's sweetheart," and we're gonna go see all of her shitty movies. But also, well, I don't approve of what she's doing here. And nope, she was naughty there. You know, it was like right, right, really obnoxious. But anyways, she was. Uh, this was in North or South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. And I can't even imagine she was there for very long, right? I mean, it's only a small portion of the movie. The movie's she only an hour and a half Because she long. publicly yeah. talked shit about how racist everybody in this small town was. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was like, these people were all so racist and stupid or something like that. And they were like, oh, well, that may be true, but it fuck, don't say it out loud, Julia. Uh, this story is making me love Julia no, Roberts. Yes. I, lo- I never, love that story. I've never been like a... I've, well, I guess, you, I'm love, not anti-Julia Roberts. <laughs> <sighs> I looked up Julia. I really, I think Julia Roberts is probably a very wonderful person, and I've enjoyed her as an actor. I don't think she's a bad actor. I just think she's in a, movies I don't like. She, her, she, all of her movies suck. Not not all of them, but eighty percent. There's some good ones. Yeah, obviously, uh, she turns up in Ocean's Eleven. Conspiracy uh, theory. My best friend's wedding. I like that. Is good conspiracy theory. I'm not going to follow you. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Notting Hill is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, I like. It's I got like Magnolias. I haven't seen that before. It's pretty good. Uh, I looked up her career like post Pretty Woman and it was just kind of like getting punched in the gut lately over and over again seeing these titles because it's just like this Pretty Woman which I hate also and then then Runaway Bride and Hook and it's like Have you seen Runaway Bride? Yes. God it sucks. Have you seen Hook? Yes I have. Oh man Hook. Are we going to be able to find a way to do Hook? It's really not in our wheelhouse. No I don't want to. Nobody wants I kind of want to. I am not watching that movie again. If anybody wants us to talk shit on Hook we can We'll just do our own Thing. figure out a, thing, we'll do a, a way one-off. to do that we'll do, or something we'll do a like, whole patreon just for hook yeah we, would, we need to get together twenty thousand right. dollars we'll do one episode yeah i saw hook. a tweet today since we're talking about hook and some guy was like i turned on tcm just in time oh, yeah, to this see is our buddy joe gibson yeah yeah no it was a different guy no different there's a different guy saying i turned on tcm today just in time to see it's someone who follows us though and i i'm sorry i can't remember your name now because i don't have my phone on me but i was like and he's like just in time to see rufio get stabbed and i was like god just in time and i was like god just <laughs> well, i think he was i think he wasn't i think he was <laughs> saying it is a bad thing oh. and i was like Ugh, i mean I mean, that whole sentence was like, God, I would love to see Rufio stabbed. And also, I would not, because then we'd be watching fucking Hook. And it's on oh, Turner God. Classic Movies now? Yeah. What are we... What are we? Total Our buddy Joe was like, I, I just mean, got home and Hook is going to be on TCM in a minute. Should, should I watch it? And then another friend of ours, a guy named Jake, uh, who uh, just... Anyway. Yeah. Jake from uh, Draft House uh, San Francisco is like... It's two fucking precious hours of your life, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> if they, it might be longer. Okay, so sleeping with the enemy. Anyways, anyway, let's get into. I, I don't um, like Julia Roberts. A masterpiece compared I, to I don't Hook. like her career. 
Yes, it is better than Hook. Um, uh, and so she's she's uh, this marriage seems like this is kind of weird. And then he's he's, he's mad is, he's mad that the towels are yes. out of order. Or it's something. these little so telltale he, OCD tidbits that like come back at the end to some uh, some effect. Where the towel he's like, <laughs> what did I tell you about keeping the towel straight, Julia? And then like also you gotta keep all the cans straight in the in the pantry. Keep all the cans straight. Listen to this the whole, well, first you see her so, like you Julia, see her like open the cabinet straight. and she like straightens the cans. Yeah, she's yeah. in the bathroom. She straightens the towels. Straight. Got to yeah. keep that straightened. Yes, and mm-hmm. then like she, but she messed something up, and he just he, he just clocks her, her, yeah, knocks her down. And then he, he always uses the term quarreled. Oh, was that when I'm he was sorry with quarreled? That was after he talked to the yacht dude, and the guy was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." Take the, you, I take think you. the first time we see him attack her is like the guy who's the new neighbor who has the nice boat, who's Kyle Secor from Homicide. I noticed right. your wife; she's very beautiful. She was staring at you're me out the window. Man. You're really lucky. Your wife's fucking hot. Can I stick it in her, or what do you think? That's exactly. Is this cool way to talk? Quote, is this a yeah. cool way to talk to a husband? Like your wife's gorgeous. It's definitely. It definitely seems like and rich she was dude staring talk. at me because he's it like, is. "You want to come out of my yacht later?" And it's yeah. sort of like rich dude talk. It's but like, it is. But it is that way. That creepy way that RDT. all the dudes talk talk to each other and about women in this. movie. Yeah, they're all like, just like fucking property. Yeah, exactly. But that guy's not necessarily better except right, we no. don't know that he's not maybe he, <laughs> we don't know that maybe he's he beats not his wife really, too yeah we don't really get much of this guy um but he like so he goes back to the house and is like how does he know our house is nice how does he know that you're beautiful or whatever you said that you were staring at him <laughs> were you staring at him were you, you staring at him and she's he's like you know so then he hits her because he i guess thinks that he's right she's uh he hits fucking her him or something um Which and, I, then, and then uh, and then i think he slaps her first and then punches her and it's just like jesus christ uh, and I and I immediately was kind of like I hope this portion of the movie is over with soon. Yeah, right. And it is because yeah. like again he, the movie is trying to get itself over. He with. puts on the music He's from like, The Shining uh, to have to. That's true. Have yeah, sex that's right. With her. It's it, like the only way he can like d- get it up. Before or that happens, at one point she says <laughs> like you can you can see the simmering rage where she says something like if I didn't you know why do you think that I'm like this sort of person Julia is this what you think I am and she goes no that would make you a monster yeah. <laughs> and then he says if I didn't know better. I think you're deliberately provoking a quarrel. He always and says that's kind of, he says quarrel all the time. And then at this point, Ju- you know, Julia, uh, who knows how long her plans existed, but she starts putting it into motion. You see her throw uh, two. Ru- she she hit, takes three shots at these lights that are mm-hmm. probably about. 40, 50 feet away, and uh, she gets two out of three. I, She's really good at throwing rocks like, at, at uh, lights. I like this whole part of the movie because it's like there yes. is like something going on, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? In the the movie's ahead of you. It's a cool and plan. It's like it's like cool. Like what's like uh, up to up to a point. The movie is like okay, yeah, wow, okay, this is neat. This is kind of a neat way is to do this. Is this the one where she does like a MacGyver thing with the with the water bottle too to simulate herself peeing? No, is this, or is that enough? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember that in any movie. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so so she's like afraid of. She's maybe that happens in this, but I don't. I watched this like a month and a half. ago. I watched this three days ago, and I do not remember that. She's afraid afraid of going out on water. She knocks out the light. She claims to be afraid of going. Well, we know. We know. What we know. What we know at this point is that she's afraid of water. But he's like, he invited us out, and it would be great for me if you did this. And so she's like, okay, I'll I'll go out on the water with you. And so she's in a life jacket. They go out on the water. There's a bit of a storm. some stuff happens with the sailboat. Yep. I'm not a sailor. I don't fucking Patrick know. Bergen turns around and the whoops, jib, she's gone. The jib, the jib spins the jib, around. The, the jib jibes. The, the, the jib the, spins the, around. I did not like the cut of the jib. The giblets. Yeah. 
and the mizzen the, mast, uh, yeah, the aft and the uh, the, the stern poop deck, the bilge pumps, bilge the, pump. Oh, the stern bilge, anchor. This the bilge the anchor. The bilge pumps aren't working because the, the bow, the the yeah, bow. I think so. The bow goes starboard right away. There's barnacles, and then it capsizes. <laughs> No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, none of that happens. Uh, basically, like some some uh, doings transpires, and then she, Julie Roberts uses it to like fall off the boat. Well, she then- falls off the boat. What we know now is that she falls off the boat. She's gone. They can't find her. It's nighttime, and there's a storm. They go back, and then he goes about his Patrick life. Patrick Bergen spends, he has, spends the next like several days going, Laura! Yeah. Just yelling at it, screaming it at the ocean. He has a funeral for her, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's dead. And then it goes, then it, she starts narrating, and it goes, blah, blah, blah. Here's no, what I got, actually I got the line. Uh, uh, she says, uh, that was the night that I died, yeah. and somebody else was saved. Yeah. Because mm. she, she has to become a different person. She to become I, a different person. spend the rest of her life hiding. I'm telling you, I like all of this stuff, and then it's you're like, oh, now, now where's the movie going to go? And no, it, it goes nowhere. nowhere. It goes nowhere interesting. Um <laughs> Well, she goes. Uh, she so uh, she like she like escapes. She has this whole. I love this whole part where it goes back to the night, and she like you know figured out her plan, and she'd been taking secretly been taking swimming lessons, and she mm-hmm. wasn't afraid of the water, and like she was gonna get out on the water, and then pretend fake her own death which she did and the two lights broken out were so that she could find her way back to shore and stuff while bergen's on the on the on the water looking for her she goes back into the house gets what she needs throws her wedding ring in the toilet and flushes it like because that's gonna flush right sure uh that'll come back in the abyss yeah (laughs) uh and uh and then basically hops on a bus and goes to wherever Iowa. She's yeah. Know. She doesn't have a plan for where she's. I think she's heading out based generally towards uh, Minneapolis because her mom is her in mom's a home there. there. And then she she stop the, the bus like stops in this on uh, this idyllic Iowa town. Yeah. And she and smiles. You, and and goes, you see oh. like just buys a house. Well, because it's the most adorable idyllic Iowa town. It is. It is America at its finest. Is she buying small a town house or renting it? Because like there was she the lady she rents it for like, seven hundred dollars a month. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a house. It, it, was, it was a giant house too. But it's Iowa. House. Yeah, I yeah. bet you could actually get a house for seven. Like a Pacific Heights a house in, Iowa, in 1990, now. maybe now. I bet yeah, now. <laughs> nobody wants to live in this stupid town. <laughs> this is before. Uh, this is before the opioid epidemic hit this small Ooh, town. So it's yeah. kids, just little kids, dipping their toes. Well, she in the had that bottle of OxyContin yes, in her purse, so she, she just is. started the whole. It's just thing. a movie small town. <laughs> Apparently, it's a very race. Was very racist too. I don't know. I, didn't know uh, that. I think it was the the, the Carolina location that oh, was racist. Okay. I'm sure this place well, was racist that, too. Doesn't that double for wherever she is at? Isn't yeah. that where they shot these parts? I have no idea. Um, so she gets an idyllic. She lives in this idyllic small town. She's going to start a new life as somebody else's name, not Laura, but something. She's going to start a new life as this dipshit's girlfriend. Like immediately, it's like, is she going to hang out with this new dude? <laughs> this dumbass who's singing the West Side Story uh, song. Oh, in his I backyard. hate this guy so much. I, I mean, honestly, obviously, I hate the Patrick Bergen character the most. He, he's a vicious. Right. He's a vicious monster. Yeah, who punches this guy in the is face. not as bad as that. He's no, not no. as bad as that. But he fucking sucks. He sucks. He's just I a, hate a him. He's, he's a sucks immediately and then like he comes over and he's all he's just he's very creepy and you're like ah it's one of those movies where like this guy this guy was like the audience surrogate guy yeah for us like this is the guy who's like oh see now she met a nice guy and uh, were you watching it maybe in 1991 you were like sure and watching it now you go like whoa after what happens this movie i bet this dude got red pilled real hard (laughs) (laughs) 
He's also an English actor. If I, no, 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 no. He's no. not. Seems but, Kevin he, but he came from. Uh, he came from. Um, what was that? Fa- that Chicago theater company. Oh, Steppen- Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. He's, he's a Steppenwolf. In, the guy. only thing I recognize this guy. I've, and and both times I've like when I talked when I watched it in the first place, and then when I was talking to Kev about it the other day, I'm like, where the fuck did I recognize this guy from? I actually looked it up and forgot in between those two conversations. <laughs> but he's the sleazy murdering lawyer in Rising Sun. Wow! It's yeah. the only other thing I've ever it's really seen thing. this guy. And he in. plays RFK in something I saw. In yeah, yeah. Movie, but I forget what movie. Maybe like Thirteen any, any Days or something like, like that. No, it was before. It was something. It was something way before that. It was around the time of. Uh, and he's got. Rising a, and Sun. he's got a curly. Which we got to do, like, by the way, someday. Sensual yeah. curly hair and a sensual short beard. Ugh. And he talks like this. Does he wear a bandana? And he's a, at any point? And he's a drama no, teacher. He's a drama teacher. I teach drama at college. Or as Patrick Bergen's character keeps putting it, he teaches dramatics. I teach dramatics at the college, and he teaches dramatics. I know we just met yesterday, but are we going to make this a real thing or what? Are Why don't you, you open up to mine? me? Yeah. How am I going to open up to me? You seem cagey. I, I know I just met you yesterday, but I I made a pie for you, or you made a pie for me. And then we she went, came we over. She was stealing we were, apples from his yard because apparently you can just everybody here just rents. And he's a, dick a whole, about everybody that. here just rents an, high, an entire giant house for seven hundred dollars a month because he has because she's living in a giant house and then he's got a giant house next to her that apparently he lives in teaches, alone. Teaches dramatics at the college has a house. They only they she steals. They, those apples and then the racist people in the town blame it on black people. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Probably. He's a legit, he's like a legit asshole about the apple stealing thing too and, and I thought it was going to be like a cute thing where he goes like, I'm just kidding about the apples. I, you know, it's my way to break the ice but he's like, why are you taking my apples? <laughs> I think that it's... Seriously, the- this is stealing. <laughs> I left these apples out of my window so they're like, cool. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> no, goes she, back to her house. She drops the apples and then he drops brings them the over. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. That I was, was just joshing you. I was just a real piece of garbage. Like, again, I think he was. I think it was supposed to be that he was kidding, but it's like he just no didn't get that far. That. Or something. And then when he shows up and apologizes, it's like just like move again. You <laughs> you just got here. Like sell the house. Moves again. Why? This guy's such a piece of like, shit. Just move to a different town. It's Ben. Why? I hate him. I hate Ben. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, I mean that's what sucks is like one of those things where you're like this guy sucks almost as much as the other guy, and the other guy is a monster. But <laughs> the other guy is is like also for for me was more entertaining to watch because he's acting very weird all the time. I think even if the guy wasn't <laughs> annoying and shitty, it would still be bad because you know we've spent a significant portion of this movie watching this woman who we sympathize with yeah. escaping from this terrible terrible abusive relationship yeah. and the first thing the plot wants to do is Give look her, her up with another dude right. yeah. who sucks sucks or not it yeah, doesn't matter the movie, I don't know if the movie think, I think the movie's like he's sure very, the movie he's probably very thinks he's nice romantic I don't fucking or something. know but who cares yeah it's, it's, and, a, it's and you know there well, have to be people that were that were moved by this in the first place you know what I mean? That that like you know took this popular movie as a cue to move on with their own lives, and then boop, <laughs> bullshit. Wow. Well, we'll uh, we'll actually talk about that. Uh, That's true. Point we will. the end. Um, but yeah, so uh, so she's got this relationship going on. Meanwhile, okay, so there's an interesting and then meanwhile, there's an interesting transition because uh, she like she get, moves into this house at first, and there's a bunch of like sheets over all of her furniture, and then there's a scene where she's pulling there her sheets cl- off. There clan sheets because of all the racist people the in the clan town. Sheets, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. That should be your running joke for this one. Uh, <laughs> this town is full of racists talking shit about flyover country, uh, and uh, and so she's pulling the sheets off, and meanwhile it cuts 
cuts back to the super fortress that Patrick Berg, the beach yeah. super fortress that Patrick Bergen lives his in. His fortress and, is solid. And he has, and he has put a bunch of sheets onto the furniture because ah. he is his life is closing down and he's become fully obsessed. And then he starts picking up the pieces and figuring out. Yeah, like what he steps on a he steps on some glass when he's walking out by the uh, by the lights and he steps on a piece of glass and yep. looks up and and is curious why those two lights are why those two oh, lights those lights are, shouldn't be broken. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not bad. This is the only time in the movie where he does actual detective work. By the way, the rest of it is pure chance and like stupid plotting like the ring and he finds the fucking ring in the toilet and you're like so nobody used so nobody she, used the toilet for she months flushed it which i think the ring might actually flush or something but also nobody used the toilet like yeah. it's been months yeah. and like nobody or was it like her bathroom and so he didn't go in there or right. something i don't go, to go into the girl bathroom this is a weird thing because you're like why would it still just right. be there and also that was like the it was one of those things where the whole her whole thing where she's escaping you're like all right all right and then she takes the ring and throws in the toilet and you're like well just keep it or something right. don't it, what are you doing you're just doing that so that the it's plot symbolic laid, for us yeah but it was also so like later on the plot would like she could right. throw, she could have like as easily thrown it in the ocean sell it what's the thing about it? Yeah, right. she, puts it the the, she puts it in the toilet where Presumably it's like she needs money well so yeah, sell Pat totally needs money yeah. that is not what's a, the what, not what a the problem bit with the uh she, the she, lady she took swim lessons with or something this like is that? this is no. the that was gonna say this is the thing another thing that links all three of these movies together is that like the bad guy finds out stuff or like somebody finds out crucial plot information from totally Just opportune like some loose phone. Some, loose, some random person calls up basically and goes like, hello, uh, Patrick Bergen. Um, just wanted to let you know that your wife was taking swimming lessons and uh, she was we, always we talking all... about how she was going to escape from you. I'm exaggerating. but No, no, no. You must be mistaken. My wife was terrified of the water. Uh, no, she wasn't. Maybe she was, uh, I don't know, maybe she was trying to get away and she's still alive. I don't know. Maybe in Iowa somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. That's uh, like essentially what happens. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. He has his long conversation and with the swimming pool lady. Yeah. This, this happens to him like three times though because then it's like he, <laughs> he keeps a lot of help along the way like nobody's not helping him yeah. he doesn't he doesn't do the only detective work he does is when he steps on the glass and goes something might be up here and then the rest of it is just him like stum- into stumbling into things and people literally calling him and going like here's some information that might help you with the rest of the plot of this movie mm-hmm. she's also i mean and like, also he goes be from clear, being like, she's a bad fugitive yeah I mean, she basically just gets to this Iowa town, finds the house, and is like, I got this. Doesn't she she even do it under her own name? No. No, because she has no, a, no, she no, she won't tell him her name. Oh, and then right. She has a fake name, and he's like, "You need a social security card." The new boyfriend, by the way, is interrogating her heavily right. on their first sort of date. Just just be honest with me. If, and, and at one point, he kind of why don't you show me your social at one security point he card? Threatens her, or he he kind of <laughs> he kind of goes essentially like, "If you really want this to happen, then you got to start being honest with me." And it's like you just met yesterday. What the fuck kind of thing to say well, is yeah, that? It's also a pretty sexist time because I mean, if yep, you remember, it, if you remember when Tom Hanks suddenly became an adult from a child, he got a job in a corporate bill, you know, like a big yeah. corporate enterprise with no social security number, also opened a bank account, apparently didn't have to fill out any paperwork. This lady gets the third fucking degree. <laughs> this is this is the line, and this is just one of the many reasons to hate Ben. Uh, either we're honest with each other, or it doesn't happen. It just stops right here. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, and then at that point you go, she says something it like stops, that. Like, it stops it's, right it's, here. It, it stops it right here. And then, he come, and then the movie's about him, and he comes over to her house the next day, and it says for sale or whatever, and she's moving. <laughs> Moved and then that's the end of the movie. Just because one, no, just a note that says "fuck you, fuck Ben." You, Ben. <laughs> Get your life together. And then Patrick Bergen shows up, and he's like, "Oh, was that my wife?" And he's like, "I don't know. I never knew her name." And oh, like, well, I guess we should move in together. And then they move in together. Oh, and it's I like this. A whole sitcom about these two awful guys that lived. One guy's way more awful. He comes home and he's like murdered somebody, and the other guy's like, "Oh, I was just kind of creepy to a lot of women today." 
the in my dramatics class. Possible sequel. Yeah. Is this the movie that made me hate that brown eyed girl song? Yeah. <sighs> well, we should probably talk about it. It's well, probably, I love, I love that brown eyed girl song. Probably still. the most. It's a good hmm. song, but it, this is if anything's gonna make you hate that song, it'd be this scene. This is probably the most famous scene in the this whole movie. This scene feels like in this scene, like this whole movie is about her, like. I guess this whole scene, this scene's supposed to be her rediscovering herself, but it also feels like, remember how Julia Roberts did that thing in Pretty Woman where yeah, she tried on we, a bunch of costumes? We're, smiles. Making a, we're making a Julia can, Roberts movie here, can, people. Let's put, have her trying on some can clothes. Can we do that? Yes. And, people, and maybe the filmmakers were like, well, you know, this isn't really Pretty Woman. This is like a thriller. And they're like, yeah, but like in the middle of the movie, you know, just can we throw in like you a know. sequence to Brown Eyed Girl where like she's trying on different costumes and laughing that Julia Roberts smile and we can get people in fucking seats? You know there's a 100% <laughs> chance that some like executive or yeah, whatever was like 100%. seeing the dailies and going like, this is dark. Julie Roberts is a big star. You know what people want to see Julie Roberts do is smile and laugh with that huge mouth of hers. They don't want to see Julie Roberts like sad and getting punched in the face. Well, all the shrapnel from when she blew up that time was her teeth. Just, exactly. Like, ricocheting through. It was like, like the beginning of Swordfish with the ball bearings. <laughs> and the director is like, this but this is like a thriller about a yeah, lady. Right. And he's like, I don't, you find something. You put, I want six straight minutes of Julie Roberts trying on clothes and smiling and laughing. More God hats. Damn it. I wanted to put on giant clown pants. She's like, it's like the character is like acting like. <laughs> I wanted her like in an Eskimo outfit, like Napoleon costume. <laughs> I wanted to put on a fucking knight's helmet or whatever they're called. And I wanted a whole, like a whole, the entirety of Brown Eyed Girl, and then some yep. other song after that because it's two songs long. This montage. <laughs> then you can get back to your precious B movie, you can get back glorified to your B movie, movie thriller. Um, and it's it's like, but it's yeah, it's exactly that's it that's all. I it hate is. this scene so much. But it was also. I know, I'm but sure also, I will say, love it. I will say this about that scene is that I do like the song "Brown Eyed Girl." I do too. And at least Can't that was, and that's like, uh, well, whatever. But I like the song "Brown Eyed Girl," <laughs> and that was at least like it was a bit of like a oh okay. I was having a, I was like bored by what was happening in the movie, but at I least, see, but see. at the very least, I was like. I'm enjoying that a song I like is playing. Right, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, that makes you know, sense. Like yeah, when you sure. see a terrible movie, I'm sure there's um, Adam Sandler movies. I've never seen a terrible movie before. that I hate. Where like, but they're like, oh, this song is good. This part of the movie where the uh, music supervisor picks this song that I like yeah, right? is good. But like the whatever's happening is like shitty. And this was just such crap. It was so. Is it after this horrible scene then the shit with the mom starts to happen? We we start finding out more about the mom because she said she'd moved her mom, and another person sort of helps. Helps him out a little by telling him, well, she moved her mom out of here a couple years ago. It's good that we're addressing this because this, is, this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh, okay. Because uh, so the mom is blind. Also, can we talk about how Patrick Bergen goes from being like this sort of like, I mean, he's he's clearly a monster and he's a bad guy, but he like but he's this monstrous husband who then turns into like the fucking Terminator or yeah, something. Right. Like he's all he's these, like, I will follow dudes. her too. Yeah, it's all these dudes in end these three up, movies. End up becoming Michael Myers. He absolutely yeah. will they, not stop ever they until don't, she's dead. They don't necessarily necessarily start like that like at least this one starts in the middle of it so that, so he's like you're like know that this guy's bad mm-hmm. but the other ones the other two it's all of them they go like it's like turn on a dime uh, Although, the one actually the one I like the most has the has the worst uh, that has the, the, the worst the worst heel turn I would say but, the most dramatic heel turn I would say I would okay I would say the worst and the most dramatic but we'll yeah. get to it's that like a, it's the, like a pure 180 in but that the one it's a, it's a real it's a real it's like whoa, whoa. this is dumb and I'm saying that and this is a movie that I liked actually. right yes that's one of the good um, things about it yeah. so so I liked that but I was like okay well I'm gonna try and lower myself to your level anyway this movie Patrick Bergen is like 
pretty much a creep the whole time, but he kind of turns, you're like, so he's like, uh, what's his job? He's like a learning like, computer. It makes him a more efficient killer. His, jo- yeah. his job is being mega rich and having severe OCD and being <laughs> evil. He gets, he makes yeah. a good living off of that. He's in his, uh, and, through in a, his and through a series oh, of fortuitous phone calls, finds way, his way all the way to the mom in, in Minnesota. <laughs> the swimming pool lady calls him at fucking work too. Yeah. It's not like she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't call him at home. It's like she tried him at home. She's like, well, he's not there. I really, I really need to I see like, this. I feel like this guy needs this information need to move some sort of plot along. I don't so know. She fucking f- found his work number. Yeah. And what he, the it, fuck? He gets, <laughs> this lady's the she's the she's the real monster. She's the enemy that we've been sleeping with this whole time. She really is. Like, like I feel fuck? like at yeah. some point maybe Julia Roberts' character was like, "Hey, don't tell my husband that I'm doing this." You know, if you see him around or whatever, and they're like, oh, "Okay, don't tell oh, him no. what? Don't tell him about don't how you're him. secretly not afraid of the water, and <laughs> <laughs> or have you been taking swimming lessons? Which one? <laughs> oh, both." So anyway, the, oh so my the, god, he's right behind us. The, the movie the movie turns <laughs> on uh, Patrick Bergen and uh, and and uh, Julie Roberts kind of being in the at this uh, in Minnesota this Minneapolis rest home where her mom. How her does blind she pay for is. her? How's she been paying for her mom to live there? By the way, in I, the two in the two years before her before her plan, because she moved him she moved her there before she like ran away from the plan. I, I don't yeah. think it's a movie that's all that concerned. It's just like no, but, yeah, but I mean old, if, old, we're, old, if old we're, ladies are in rest homes. I'm saying if we're but I'm saying if we're dealing with a situation. Which he's tracking this woman down. Yeah, that's he, a, that's like quite the paper. And trail. he's been giving yeah. her like clearly, probably been giving her an allowance of some sort right. all these years. There's two years there where her mom moved to a different place, and like, how has she been paying for that? Her mom can't. She's blind. Yeah, <laughs> blind uh, people can't. No, they don't pay let for blind things. people have money. They so. wouldn't know what to do. What is this? Paper or money? What is it? What am I looking at <laughs> Jesus here? Jesus Christ! <laughs> what is this crap? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Apologies to everybody. Patrick Bergen visit, visits the mom. There's, there's one scene where he Except just Matt. there's one scene where he just stands there and stares at her, and she can't see him because she's because she's blind. Right. And then later on, he goes there and actually talks to her and is like, "I'm a police officer, and uh, <laughs> I'm police and, uh, officer Latka Gravas from and, Taxi, the show know, Taxi. I try to find uh, Julia Roberts. Maybe you can help. The great. And, uh, and <laughs> Why is she, he wait now? He's like a well, fucking wild and crazy guy. It's, it's, I come to find Julia Roberts. Hold on to her big America. A weird accent. <laughs> I, I didn't think it, I didn't think his accent was so weird. I thought, it is. I don't think it is. But I do You're think wrong. that his I do think that his line delivery is odd. <laughs> like his like he's he like it's like weirdly his weird pausing and stuff. Everybody every man in this movie acts very weird. And you're like, was the director going like, no, 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 more sort of stilted and like you're bored with everything you're saying, but also like it's maybe like you're threatening to this like woman. Like we agree too. that uh, generally it's common knowledge that Irish people also speak the English language, but it seems like he's learned his lines phonetically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm surprised he's Irish and not Lithuanian or something. I thought that he was supposed to be portraying a Serbian or something like that. With an H. Uh, is, uh, it no longer exists. But so she goes to it, visit. It's 50 hectares on a single Corn of kerosene. <laughs> well, that's how he got cast in this movie because some movie producer found him trapped in an airport yeah. because his country no longer existed. <laughs> I'm trying to collect uh, a picture of all these jazz musicians. You know how it is. Only Spielberg movie. Hey, it's I haven't the seen. second bad Spielberg movie we've talked about in this uh, podcast. Can only, we talk about Ready Player One later? Only too? Spielberg movie I haven't seen is the Terminal. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of his worst films. It's one of his only good. bad movies. Um, sure, uh, good. So uh, she visits her mom and she's got like a because because her because her, her boyfriend is a dramatics teacher so she he like dresses her up as like a man and so she's like got short black hair but and, like, the important the important thing is that they she looks like they delay the review the reveal of what 
what she looks like. You see close-ups of him putting the mustache right. on on her, her upper lip, and you, but you don't see the full thing. And he goes like, "Nobody's ever gonna recognize yep. you." And then you see her like from behind walking, and then uh, at a certain point, and goes like, "Sir, can I help you, sir?" And she turns around, and you finally get to see it. And it's so it's like Julia funny. Roberts with a mustache. Julia Roberts with a mustache. But she's got like a black hat on. It's like a Unabomber costume. Or it's something. like that scene like in Shakespeare in Love where they're fucking, and she's wearing the mustache. Yeah. And you're like, "This is a real bummer." Yeah, she's wearing like work clothes, and I think she even has like a fake gut or something. It's the, a, it's a clipboard. The absolute funniest thing in the world. Do you think Gwyneth Paltrow remembers being in Shakespeare in Love? Shakespeare <laughs> in Love. Uh, so yeah, so she goes to visit her mom at the same time. Yes. As Patrick Bergen has tracked down her mom. That's a big oops. And you get this great scene where Patrick Bergen's like, you tell me what the Julia Roberts is. I am a police officer. And uh, and then he... and then, that and do then that it, when I'm swallowing some sorry. beer? No. And then he, she, he pulls it. He picks up this pillow. And, no, that's and the later like scene. It, whatever. But no, because the earlier scene, we need to talk about the water drinking. Yes, oh, okay. that's true. The water drinking. We the do have to talk about the. Have you? Did you? Do you remember seeing that? I, I, I honestly yes. saw it, and I don't remember. I remember she takes a long time drinking from this fountain while he stands behind her. It's supposed to be suspenseful, but then Matt pointed me to this YouTube video of him drinking, and he's on like a, on a uh, circuit. It's an ASMR video of him drinking out of this water fountain. We'll, 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 we'll post it for you. It looks like he is eating that water fountain's pussy out. It, it is just he gnarly. Is the best at drinking <laughs> out of a water fountain. It's amazing. It's like if you that. ever wondered how to drink out of a water fountain, watch this guy because he's oh. getting he's getting. Big goal. He is digging some tunnels into this water fountain. All that shit is going in. He's not wasting a drop. The full stream is it's going like into his mouth. It's like the great escape with him in this water fountain. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And there the water go. fountain is also good. That's a good water fountain I mean, fountain that right is. There. have you had that stuff? It is tasty. No, because no, it's, it's not one of those uneven streams or anything. Mm-mm. It's like... But a, then he's standing cool. right behind her, yeah. and she takes a long time drinking from him, and he doesn't know it's her, because from the back, she doesn't look like Julia Roberts. And then she, she leaves... And he like he like tries to drink from it, and it like sprays him in the face or yeah. whatever. And then he like he finds out that that was her, but like a how minute, funny would it have been if she turned late, around and they saw each other, and she went ah, and her mustache just fell off. <laughs> and he oh goes, "Oh my god, it's you! You were he, unrecognizable before." And he goes, "Ah!" And his pants fall down. <laughs> <laughs> He's got suspenders on. Yeah, I and mean, so, so it could have been funnier. And I'm gonna be paraphrasing, but this is essentially what happens: where like the water the water sprays him, and then he goes, "Hey, hey, hey nurse." who was that lady and she, and she goes that was Julia Roberts and then he goes ah and then he runs after it, it's just like yeah. it all comes together okay, really anyway, well and then, so, he, and then so he, he visits her mom again later visits her mom and then there's a whole scene where it looks like he picks up a pillow and it looks like he's gonna smother her he for is. no reason because um, now he's because he's evil because like, now he's just a murderer now he's like a slasher film villain like yeah. that's what the movie like turns him he's like all of a sudden he's like whatever made him like you feel like this guy would be like mad at her but would also be have other means nah, besides like I'm going to chase her down and I'm going to murder her yeah. and everybody else that gets in my way. This is one of those things that's come up a lot in a lot of the movies yeah. we've watched. Like it reminds me a little bit of like the gang assaulting the house at the end of Fear or something right. like that, where you're just like, what the fuck is the plan here? Like, right. do you think that you're gonna like track this woman and her mother down and kill them and it's just gonna be fine after that? I mean, what's gonna happen? And then what? You go back to your house and you cover everything up in sheets again yeah. and then you go about whatever your fucking job yeah, is. Yeah, what's gonna happen now? But His yeah. plan is a Swiss watch compared to whatever the fuck is happening in The Deceived. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Whatever the fuck is happening My God. in that movie. A- uh, so anyways, you, you know where this is going at this point. He's gonna kill his he'll kill her mom but she because a nurse comes in and he goes like, here's your pillow IV or whatever her I put the pillow is. behind your ear, behind your head there. You like a pillow? There you go, dearie. <laughs> there you go, dearie. 
<laughs> and it's fucking Tommy Wiseau now. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, hi, Mom. It's clearly a Patrick Bergen impression. And, uh, yeah, so at this point, he's basically got her triangulated down, and that's and, the, and begin the, the final suspense he atta- sequence. He attacks the obligatory her, he, fin- uh, suspense He attacks sequence. the wrong dramatics teacher who then has to tell <laughs> that him is, that he's gay so that funny. he doesn't get killed by this guy. That's really weird. Oh, my weird. God, I forgot about and that. He's like, she teaches dramatics, and then he, like, finds a dramatics teacher, and the guy's like, there's a more than one dramatics teacher. He's How like, is that possible? A yeah. public school system? And he yeah. goes... He goes, Crazy. I, I live with a man. Ask anyone. And then Patrick Bergen like, knocks, I guess you got like, me knocks him out with a gun. You're like, jeez, this poor guy. Uh-huh. That's the guy I feel the most sorry for in this movie. Yeah. I mean, Julia Roberts, I guess. Yes. Too. I mean, he's not only is he an abusive husband, he's a fucking homophobe. Mm-hmm. And he's a psycho. Well, yeah. I mean, I felt like that was implied. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was more inferred, I would, I would say. And so Julia, Julia yeah. Roberts and that creepo Ben are like really settling into a nice relationship. And at a certain point, they're they're like they're like at a picnic or something like that. They and then, to, they, and they, then they're going to go to a rent fair or something. They go to a car- carnival. Carnival, yeah, they're at a carnival. Because they're a carnival because the, that extra who's super excited to be in the movie yeah. walks by the camera and goes. <laughs> For one, like, he's in the shot for one second, and you really, uh, get, you really get to soak him in. And they, like they just didn't see that until they were like cutting it together, and they're like, "Fuck, well, we got, it. we need this shot." Yeah, and you we get, need the shot. Sh- the movie's not going to be an hour and a half long. <laughs> you get Patrick Bergen and like at the carnival, like spotting, spotting her making out on a Ferris wheel, and you get the, it's like, "Ooh, oh no, it's going to happen." And so, and so she's, they're going to go. Julia and Ben are going to go someplace else, but they're at her house, and she's like, "Can you give me uh, just a few minutes uh. to freshen?" up i'm gonna take a long bath it's like so many false starts leisurely bath because then she goes she's putting rose petals in the bathtub she takes a a bath and then there's someone creeping in the house and you're like oh it's patrick bergen but no it's ben he's like what did i scare you and then they go outside and have a fucking little picnic and then she's back in she wants to take a bath again and then she's like noticing oh my god i don't know but it just felt like it was like fucking forever like it was like just like like it was like we gotta throw as much suspense, quote unquote, into this ending as possible. Who is it? Is it the guy? I don't know. Maybe it's not. She keeps checking. She keeps checking the fucking cupboards to make sure yeah, that she sees things that she's are traumatized. Sealed. She sees that the towel. There, I know, there, but there it seems a, it does seem like weird. Like that. Like, like that. She'd like that like she checked the cupboards also that she this guy is so fucking pathological that he's like if i go into her house first thing i'm gonna do <laughs> straighten out those straighten towels out those can, straighten out those cans in the cupboard the towels are one thing because that's like out in the open the cans right. are like f- f- are you fucking the movie, kidding me the movie kind of treats it like the scene where like a guy puts a upside down glass yeah. bottle on the doorknob or something yeah so that if he hears anybody coming in <laughs> it's like <laughs> but it's like this guy can't this guy is like he has to so then like she's looking in the cupboards and they're they're not disarrayed or they're still disarrayed and she's like oh and then one time she looks and right. they're they're super hyper organized and she's like oh no the guy must be here and you're like wait, no, but he, wait but- he was stalking around the house and he was like hold on first things first oh these cans these goddamn cans i, gotta I need leave, them in order i gotta leave my calling card i gotta leave yeah exactly <laughs> before before we get to get that to, to we get to that we gotta cover one imp- one important thing Fuck. and that is that uh, we forgot to mention but at the beginning of this uh, patrick bergen has a very specific kind of fuck this is at the beginning he has a very specific kind of fuck music that he likes to yeah. listen to it's, right. it's, it's a soundtrack to the shining the soundtrack to the shining well it's no it's it's a it's a piece of classical music that was used in the shining i know but it's but i mean we but like when you 
hear the music, you don't think, oh, this is no, by... No, you think The Shining. This is by Herschel Vaughn. Gordon Lewis. Fuck himself. It's absolutely, it's, uh, it is absolutely it's, haunting, scary music, and he likes to fuck it's to it. the music from The Shining. Right. So. A very unique piece of music that very that people do not listen to, for the most part, except when they're watching The Shining. No, I've only, <laughs> I've only heard it in two movies. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, and so... And before I watched this, it was just one. When, when Bergen is doing his... Yeah, exactly. When Bergen is doing his slow burn, terrorizing her in the house thing, first she sees the towels that yeah. have been straightened out, and she's like, mm, maybe I did that, I don't know, I'm kooky. And then she goes to, to the boombox that she has set out there, and, and she pushes play, and it's... And she's scared for a little bit, and then, and she, then goes, she goes, Ben. Because she, she told like she him... Ben. She told him specifically, she's like, I like... She's, he's like classical, and she's like, anything but this guy. Because she, she specifically right. tells oh, him, miss not that guy. She's like specifically like, yeah, anything but this guy because of reasons. And he goes, that's cool. And so then later when she puts it on, it's immediately supposed to be like her going like, oh, fuck. Right. But instead she goes... <laughs> Ben's no, that's, fucking, that's just just Ben's, fucking with me. That's, that's just, just my, Ben being a fucking asshole. That's just right? my shitty boyfriend fucking with me. I told Jesus. him no, I didn't like this music, and so he put the music on. And in that what, case, a, what a wonderful guy. In that case, like, I got to give Ben a little credit because he doesn't seem like he's that. He, he, seem he, like, like he would do that. He isn't like no, going around doing things she didn't tell him that she no. told him not to do. She's not, she's not. He's not like, hey, uh, I noticed that your cans are not very like tidy, and she's like, don't. <laughs> tidy them up and he's like okay okay you know, he's, right. he's like, a needy demanding creep not a like prankster creep <laughs> right that's, he's not gonna, you know what she doesn't like this music for some reason I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, put it, it on <laughs> <laughs> that'll be hilarious <laughs> he's the I'm joker f- I'm 13 <laughs> anyways so that so that happens and she still hasn't doesn't realize and then she finally realizes what's happening when she sees the straight uh, the straightened out food cans and then and then it you, goes again, into why would you do that just kill her and then straighten out the food yeah, cans exactly. he knows it's I get he wants to terrorize her. I get that that's her. what just, the filmmakers want us to think, but I think that's so fucking stupid. I think stupid. what the guy would do is kill her quick and then fix the cans. And then he would straighten everything up. Yeah. Because like, while he's cleaning up the body, <laughs> right? Yeah, he would fix the cans. <laughs> but he's also he got these cans. He's also he got to contend with a Ben who knows something's up and busts the door down after he she tells him like you know he's forcing her to tell her he's like you'll I'll be sh- a good girl. I'll shoot, tell him, him, I'll to shoot leave. him if you don't. And she's like oh yo you gotta go. He's like okay. And then he busts the door down. He's like I'm gonna save you and gets knocked. Ben down right immediately away. gets knocked the <laughs> fuck out. Of course. And then uh, and then you kind of get that final showdown and there is a there is a uh, fantastic moment where uh, Julie Roberts gets the. Uh, gets the upper hand and has the gun, and she's like, Julia Roberts shaking. has the upper hand. She's shaking like she's got the palsy, <laughs> and then he's like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna, sh- you're not gonna shoot me, Derek Julia." And then he he kind of get his his signature line where he's like, uh, he says, "You've been like, sleeping with the enemy for too long." <laughs> He's like, I can't live without, I can't live without you, Julia. The and, title, and first I, of all, the title bugs I, me, oh, too. Oh, I can't live without you, Julia Roberts. And I won't let you live without me. Uh, and so it's like, yeah. if, she, if you reject me, then you're you're dead. And then so she's pointing the gun at him. And then she, and it looks like she doesn't want to do it. And then she, like, she can't for whatever reason. And he's reason. like, ha I'm, I'm going to win. And then she picks up the phone. And he's like, what are you going to call the police? And she goes, excuse me, police. Uh, come to my house. I've just shot an intruder. Yeah, I've just and killed an like, intruder. Oh shit! And then she shoots him, and then like a fucking idiot, Laurie Strode style, throws the gun down. Yeah. Like she like well, sets it I down to next assume, to his body. Yeah, I have right? to assume it's fine. I she don't actually need puts this gun. it into his hand. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she's like crying because yeah. this traumatic event happened. She's like, oh, and she slips into his hand and puts his finger in like the trigger and hole and stuff and points body. it at herself. And yeah. oh no, what have I done? Shockingly <laughs> enough, he comes back to life and is like, and grabs her and then. 
and points in the direction. Again, and again they- like Matt pointed out last episode, the gun is not is like empty, but is uh, with the slide would be the back. slide would be back if she had. Well, first of all, if, here's the thing: she fires one shot. She shoots him. She shoots him four times. Four times. Okay. Yeah. So if she, she shoots, shoots him a lot, if she shoots him four times, that means there was only four bullets in the gun, which is weird. Secondly, well, if maybe she, he'd been going around just shooting, shooting cans people, or yeah. something. <laughs> he shot a crow on but a then, bridge. Yeah, when you when you sh- usually like most of the time when you fire an automatic pistol and you run out of bullets, the slide pops back. Johnny Guns the, over the, here. The re- well, the reason for that is so that you don't try to shoot someone with a bullet with a gun that doesn't have any bullets in it. Yeah, you you want there to be bullets in there. Or you, you want to be aware of it being empty or right. shoot something because guns can be used for other purposes besides shooting people. That's not pr- only it's, what they're it's invented convenient for. Convenient for movies. This has been brought that, to you by the NRA real quick. And the only reason. For movies that guns don't have a feature that tells sure. you that they're empty. The only the only reason that this has been coming up a lot is because I've watched like ten movies in the last yeah. two months that have done this exact yeah. same gag, yeah. and it's just starting to get on my nerves. Yeah, and I mean like the it could be easily solved by having a different kind of gun, just like get a, a, revolver. a revolver, because like you can there's certain revolvers you can see the bullets in there, but other ones you can't, and right. you just have a revolver where you can't see that there's that there's right. there's six bullets that have been shot, and you go click. And you oh, know who, no. you know who can see when a revolver is empty is the person you're pointing it at. <laughs> Yeah. Something, yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, so he then he dies, but the, there's no bullets in the guns, and he dies. And yeah, he he pulls, he does pull the trigger. It goes, yeah. it goes click, and then uh, and then he dies, and that's it. Is there anything more than that? There was a scene after that, right? Don't. What happens with the boyfriend? Wasn't there a scene after that? Like, Does uh, anybody remember? Because we're gonna live happily ever after. No, because I feel like it like goes fades out and then fades back in, and there was a scene. Or did it just? Does it just end? I don't remember. I, thought I don't was, fucking remember. I feel like I thought there was a scene where they're happy at the end, where it's like, oh, now we're well, happy. I mean, what's so. Wikipedia said? No, it's, it's not. A, well, it's I don't not, care. It is not worth it. Uh, it's not worth oh, it. Oh, I want to find out. Well, oh, you, can, you can find out. But uh, anybody anybody who remembers the ending of Sleeping of the Enemy, a movie I watched four days Congratulations, ago. Congratulations, <laughs> if you remember. A movie I watched four days ago. I mean, we got the, the the main part of the ending. I think we're set. Yeah. Um, I did want to share uh, one uh, additional line. There's not a lot of great lines in this. Um, but uh, there's a, a good line that kind of sums up. They uh, embrace as Martin's dead body lies on the ground with Laura's wedding ring inches from his hand. Oh yeah, uh, that two okay. shot of the the two wedding. Oh, right, right. It's got the wedding rings. They were too. married because he right? was wearing he was wearing one of them yeah, yeah, on yeah, his yeah, finger. Yeah. And then when he when he showed up there again, he took it off of his finger and put it back on her finger and said like, "You always said that our honeymoon was the happiest you've ever been." Because she would say that all the time to him to, to like, like keep him get him from him, not beating her up. Right. Yeah. She'd be like, "Yeah." And he so he was creepily obsessed with their um their wedding dance in their honeymoon this guy was a dick here's yeah yeah of, i mean he had it coming he's a bad guy uh <laughs> she was she was in fact sleeping with the enemy a lot of 100 percent the whole time she was married to him and then when she started sleeping with this other dude too not a great i mean yeah, not the enemy but sleeping with a dud i, I have say. i have a line just That's to find a frenemy no nah, i don't nah, they're not friends i don't think this guy's an enemy i th- honestly think friends. she's they're gonna i think they're gonna break up pretty soon god i oh, hope so. not, i really hope so like she's gonna be like she's gonna be like my husband dead, my husband's dead you were a rebound what if the sequel to, I need to, to this to- was runaway bride where like oh. they're getting married and she's like fuck this can't, can't do it gotta bail <laughs> but uh, in that movie she does it like all the time and then he chases her down too <laughs> that movie that the poster for runaway bride is like richard Gere like standing there and then julie roberts like putting running shoes smiling on. and smiling. putting on running shoes 
juice. By the way, Julia Roberts did leave a dude at the altar too. I think that's what the whole movie was based on. Because no, that was actually based on a actual runaway bride thing. But that's why they put Julia Roberts in the movie because she was known for that sort of thing. Anyways, I did. I have one one portion of dialogue for for Ben. Just to another thing to emphasize how much this guy sucks. There's a part when he there he's like trying to fuck her on the stairs. He's like, let's make out. No, let's get on the stairs because that's good. That happens a lot in movies, and I just like not comfy. It looks so uncomfortable. And then uh, and she's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to. I want to. And he's like really pushy about her. She has to say no a bunch and actually like push him off. And he's like, and then he goes. What did he do to you? And she goes, she says, I had a husband. He hurt me. I guess I'm just really afraid. And he goes, of what? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck my husband. Fuck you. Also, like, pay attention. Here's the thing. Like, it's actually creepier than the scene on the steps in the history of violence. If this is a scene where people (laughs) fuck on the steps and it's like that scene, you're like, that's creepy. But it's also like everybody was everybody's like, let's fuck on these stairs. Uh, You you remember when we saw that movie in Berlin? I do. Uh, oh yeah we went to see them I and mean, we walked out of the theater going like because the tagline for the movie was like he had the perfect wife and the perfect life in the, she in could it. suck a cock like nobody's <laughs> business it was just like that cheerleader scene is so fucking creepy in English with no subtitles but then, like, yeah, that was the, weird but he's like, he's, he no likes, trailers he like specifically yeah. he specifically wants to fuck on the stairs yeah like real he's like real leaning hard into fucking on the stairs here like and she's like no and you think like if he goes like okay do you want to go to the bedroom she might be like she might have been like sure Maybe. like she wasn't like I don't it felt like that whole thing you're like she might not just be she might not be saying no to sex with you dude she might just, just be like I don't want to fuck you right here on, on the, the most stairs. uncomfortable place and then you we kept, could possibly and then he kept pushing and she's like well now I don't want to fuck you at all I mean there's a, the, the guy's all beard by the way I don't shame, know if we have talked about his head it's, it's just a, a beard, short beard it's short a shame head. that the movie is kind of inept and boring and sloppily written because as of litany of shitty men it's effective yeah well, that's true it just doesn't intend for that second man to be as shitty I don't, as he is I can't tell maybe it does no, maybe we're just I reading it wrong I don't think that movie's good no this movie's too you think it's too dumb it's too fucking it's too dumb. dumb it's too it's so dumb I mean cause anyway yeah it's too dumb while we're on it, while we're on that let's get to ratings yeah let's do it oh I'm gonna give this two Juds huh? I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases, just because like that it's gross. The shining thing is nasty. It's not necessarily sleazy, but it didn't make me feel good. The one like mm-hmm. sex you know? scene between them is pretty. It's very like, pretty disturbing. disturbing. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like, like plowing her on a bed with a haunting music. And playing. she's like, not she looks she's very yeah. unhappy yeah, it with is, it. It's, it's very unpleasant. Pretty, pretty it's not, let's up. go. Let's go three Douglases. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten rearranged uh, vegetable pans. pans. <laughs> 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 Uh, I'm going to give it one and a half Juds. I do not like this movie, um, but I'm not going one because it could have been longer. So it's at, le- <laughs> it's at least short and the, and the music is good, but I think this movie, yeah, especially that the brown eyed girl and the shining. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really where it's at. Yeah. Exactly. Now the Alan Silvestri score is great. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I, was, I, would, good. I would recommend people look it up cause it's like on its own. You're like, this you, is fucking Believe me, you've score. heard this movie music in trailers yeah, many yeah. times. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, uh, but, I'm gonna give you know, it 1991. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with just two Douglases because that that scene is creepy and disturbing. But I mean, it's everyone's got their clothes on and shit. Like yeah. it's like it's uh, less the, the movie's less like graphically sleazy than it is like uh, just uh, like inky. uncomfortable and disgusting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna give it two brown eyes. Oh yeah. yes. Yeesh. 
Uh, I'm going to give it to Judd's, uh, mainly for the beginning part, because I did genuinely, it was, I had been dreading, this was the podcast when Matt came up with these three titles, I was like, fuck, man, <laughs> this is going to, I don't want to watch this, any of these. This was my idea. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm fucking sleeping with the enemy. And like, as it started for like that first maybe half hour or so, I was like, Okay. Uh-huh. Well, this movie's doing something kind of interesting. I had I had no idea what I was getting into. I knew that it was about her, you know, and her bad husband, but I didn't know what was going to happen. So up to the point where she like escapes and then does her like, here's my plan that I did. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then and then it all was fucking downhill quickly from that. Uh, so so only two, but for the beginning, mm-hmm. and I get two two. Uh, by Douglas's you guys bitches. are underrating the sleeve. What about the water fountain cunnilingus? I just, I think that, I mean, that's that, that's you projecting that. the cunnilingus onto it. I, <laughs> I felt like it was like watching a dog watch, drink out of a water watch fountain. That, no, man, watch that video. He is taking these like long strokes. Yeah, it yeah, is very yeah. unpleasant. I know, but have you ever watched a dog drink water out of a water well, fountain? It's much faster. It's long, long strokes at the water fountain. Uh, anyway, I'm still on going too because it like is it's that sex scene is gross and the weird thing with this shining music, but it's also like. It's dumb. You feel kind of perfunctory? Yeah, it all feels like, and you know, it feels like contractually Julia Roberts isn't going to get naked and none of these, I think you see Patrick Bergen's butt, you know, and then the nice, the nice guy, quote unquote, nice guy is like, yeah. you know, whatever. He's just a, he's like a walking testicles or something. His fucking, his, head, his head is like testicles. a, his head is like a beard. Uh, and I'm going to give it, uh, his whole head is like a beard. It's head really like funny. a beard. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm going to give it, uh. Two out of two smashed uh, beach lights. Okay. Yeah, amen. Uh, and before before we move on to the next movie, we none of us liked this movie, but uh, just to, we wanted to get a perspective. From we somebody. wanted to get a perspective from someone. This movie actually meant something to the the guest that we had on the uh, the, the previous episode, Amy Simon. Uh, we discussed it at the end of the episode, and uh, we asked her to uh, kind of send us a, a couple paragraphs about how this movie actually did mean something to her, and can it, like even crappy movies can be important. Yeah, as we so, said. Before this must have been inspiring to some people. Yep. Uh, so I'll just uh, I'll just read this. Um, this is Amy Simon. So cheesy as it is, Sleeping with the Enemy is the movie that made me realize that I had been in more than a few abusive relationships and hadn't fully acknowledged it. Even the worst one, with physical violence, had still felt like all my fault. This is an abuser's special talent, making the abused person feel like they are at fault for everything that they inflict on that person. I specifically related to the towels needing to be arranged in a straight line and the kitchen cabinets needing to be organized in a certain way. So whatever the movie's faults, of which there are many, I did send it did send me on a research deep dive into abusive relationships in which I discovered that I wasn't alone and could find a way to heal and become stronger and more and more myself again. I, wa- I watched Sleeping with the Enemy last night, and although Patrick Bergen's Martin seems like a cartoony villain, his behavior is pretty fucking spot on. The wedding ring thing still bugs me so much, though, especially because it's not even needed. He could have realized she faked her death with just a call from the swim friend... Uh, Ooh, swim friend swim friend good movie and a visit to the nurse to the nursing homes and good god did i hate the romance this time around i wish they could have either made that character just a supporting supportive platonic friend or a woman amen yeah good amen. job amy true ben ends up looking super opportunistic to me and as and as of he's only interested in sarah laura if he can sleep with her gross yeah no costume trying on montage set to brown-eyed girl is worth that <laughs> anyway i like that it's worth 
worth something. It's apparently it's worth something. <laughs> anyway, it's not perfect and by no means a favorite of mine, but it is a significant fixture on my uh, on my life, and I'll never forget watching it that first time. Awesome, very good perspective. So there you go, perspective that we need, I think. It's, it's interesting that she that she mentioned something. Uh, she's like she said that you know it 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 made her feel like she wasn't alone and that she'd be able to start over and begin to heal, which is something that this movie doesn't address because no. it's too busy doing. It doesn't Shit address with a boyfriend. Uh, we'll get to it when we talk about enough. And enough actually addresses a lot of the stuff that this movie does not address. That, uh, that enough it feels like strangely timely. Yes, enough is talking about all these struggles that uh, uh, victims of domestic abuse would have that this movie is either not aware of or not interested in. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just too dumb. to But deal anyways, with. speaking of enough, <laughs> that's enough of sleeping with the enemy. I've had an, I've had my fill. Yes. of sleeping with the enemy. We've slept with that enemy, and we did not like it. Nope. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to. Deceived. Oh, a movie I liked less than from the than same year. The enemy. From the same year. Adrian Davis enjoyed her work. Why would anyone ever want to cover these little guys up? Loved her husband. I don't know what I'd do without you. You'd think of something. Adored her child. How are you doing, honey? Good. She thought her life was perfect. I love you. And I love you. Until a coincidence made her wonder. You know, the weirdest thing happened to me yesterday. I was with Charlotte at the Chesterfield Hotel. And she told me that she could have sworn she saw you go into the lounge there. Now there are questions she can't answer. You didn't go to Boston, did you? Suddenly I'm a liar. Mysteries she can't solve. They discovered a fake necklace at the museum. We traced the forgery to a jeweler in Stuttgart who said the necklace was made for a guy by the name of Daniel Sherman. Evidence she can't deny. You had his business card. I found it in your suit pocket. What else am I lying about, Adrian? What else? Starring Goldie Hawn and real-life stalker John Hurd. Wait, what? Was, what? Oh, I'm gonna have to Wikipedia this, aren't I? No, no, no. Don't worry about it. John Heard was had was charged with stalking women. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Wow. No, we don't need we don't need any more details. Yeah. I want to find out for myself. Yeah, so. everybody, Jeez. everybody can look that up. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we're gonna need to linger too much on on this movie. Like the plot is almost nonsensical. It, it I thought I actually kind of liked this movie. Okay, right. It was um, Melissa Leo he was stalking. What? What? Holy yeah. shit! Oh, I'm glad that you'd look it up now. I'm sorry I was trying to stop you. This is amazing. Jesus Christ. Uh, R.I.P. John Hurd, by the way. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, well, I mean, maybe right. not. Well, I mean... <laughs> maybe maybe don't rest <laughs> maybe, in peace. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, He was he was a weird dude. <laughs> rest he was a weird in power, dude. John Hurd. <laughs> we, have, we have covered him in a, in a lot of movies on this podcast. He was a weird guy in real life uh, from from all all accounts. Uh, his he side kinda, of the story like, was that when he was divorcing, when he divorced Melissa Leo and, and she got custody of their son, he was okay. basically not happy with that, so... That was his side of the story. Okay. Right. So, okay. Well, Fuck him anyway. It's fine. He, he was, this was the, so this was the role he was born to play. Um, let's, let's also... John, like, I do like John Hurd in a lot of stuff. He's one of those guys who I think famously like sabotaged his career early on by being like weird and a creep and like an asshole on set. Mm, like, wow. He's really good well, I mean, in... Uh, evidently, it wasn't an act. <laughs> right. But I mean, he's really good in like Cutter's Way. Yeah. Um, I watched this really interesting. Uh, he was great on the Sopranos between the lines pretty recently, which is about yeah. like an alt weekly, early eighties, late seventies. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Jeff Goldblum's in it. John Hurd. John Hurd. He plays a, a shitbag in it. Strangely, <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of an interesting movie. He was um, in. He was in that Deborah Winger, Tom Berenger joint, uh, playing also playing a creepy right. piece of shit. Yep. Right. That's right. That's right. He was the called? boss in, uh, oh, in betrayed. Uh, betrayed. Betrayed. Right. Yeah. Right. Deceived. Betrayed. Whoa. Mm. Wow. Unsettled. Home, got his... home alone. Oh, anybody. Yeah. Think 
Think about it. Anybody see a trend here? Think about it, won't you? <laughs> uh, so monster in that movie too. So this is this is this one. It does the thing that enough does that Sleeping with the Enemy, great, thankfully skipped. Which is why Sleeping with the Enemy, for all its faults, was only an hour and a half long. Right, and these right. other ones close are to two. close to two movies because they do the whole thing where they're like. We got to do the whole thing where they mm. meet the guy first and they fall for him because then otherwise, how are you going to know he's bad or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, are you going to know he was good? I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it works. I don't know. I never, because you watch these movies and you go like, well, I know that this guy's going to turn out to be bad. Why do I have right. to sit through a fucking half hour of him being a nice guy? The interesting thing about this movie, though, is that like I, my memory of it, having seen it like when it came out, was that it was about an, an abusive relationship specifically, but oh. no. Uh, no, it turns out until no. the very end. I mean, it's, it's yeah, but at there's point that's not really it's not really that relationship anymore. There's a whole other fucking thing going the, on in this. A movie. lot of st- a lot of information is dropped at the end, and it turns into sleeping with the enemy. This right. is a movie, but it, for most of it, it's like a real boring whodunit about a necklace that got stolen. Right. It's a movie about a sociopathic con artist whose methods and plan are never fully revealed to us. They never, they actually kind of don't make sense at the end. You're like, right. what was his plan? Well, again? he was his plan was to steal that Egyptian necklace and sell it. To was his five no, year but then was his was five present, year marriage was, to Goldie Hawn a part of this? I don't believe that, so. I no, think he just did. But he's married to someone. And else what about too? his other marriage? What does that have to do with anything? Right, exactly. This guy was it, did, implying well, it, it implies that he's doing it again. For what? By what is the, it? What is he the, doing? We've spoiled a lot of the ending already. But by the end of this movie. A lot of different people have been deceived by this guy. <laughs> he does deceive True. a lot it of people. Does, I would say that it lives up to the title more than Sleeping with the Enemy, which sort of feels like it could have been called something else. Yeah. But the, uh, <laughs> the husband that wouldn't the go away, that, wouldn't st- that would never stop. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's take a let's take a little moment while we're talking about this to uh, and to enjoy the fact that this is a Goldie Hawn movie, and I don't think that we'll be doing any more Goldie Hawn movies. Well, maybe not. To the best of my knowledge, it's the only suspense film that that she's in. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't know if we're going to be doing any more Goldie Hawn movies. I don't want to write off Goldie Hawn altogether. Unless we do Bird on a Wire, which we shouldn't do. <laughs> well, well, there we go. Nah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's quite our thing. <laughs> uh, not a good movie. It's just this is not a, a good movie to show off her her um, exquisite comic wit. No, there no. is a extremely hilarious part kind of towards the end though that I that I have. Well, you'll have down to that remind me too. I remember next to nothing about this. There's movie. a ridiculous scene towards the beginning where like let's, she, let's go through it. She fast. goes on. She goes on a, a blind. She's out for a blind date and yeah. she uh, her blind date has has, her has stood her up. She looks across the restaurant and sees John Hurt who's eating alone and they he they kind of make make eyes at each other and you know then she's like she's, I'm gonna, she makes I'm gonna, realize at him I'm gonna go or she goes she's like tells the waiter hey ask what that is he guy like is, four foot seven he's a small man he's a tiny man ask that guy if that's if that's my blind date basically she's like ask that guy if his name's this and she, he excuse comes excuse me and, sir, and she goes a blind date she goes, she goes he goes no and he's no, like no, okay so it's not him. so she leaves and you know whatever and then he comes into her art restoration business whole movie takes place in the world of art retail this yeah. is a, the, speaking of which there's a not insignificant amount of, of of movies like this yep. where the woman's job is like I do I work in a gallery like it's the nebulous job yeah. where she works in a white room with a nice yeah. painting on the she's wall she's sort of an artist herself but maybe right. she's an art dealer or something well, she like none they, of these women are ever like like uh, you know executives at like a no. fucking tech company or something yeah. like they, that well they restore like uh, busted ass art oh wow you got you got a lot more out of that than, yeah. than I, I just that's what they like said they're art, art restorers so. art. but specifically for busted like pictures of busted asses <laughs> 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 busted asses that's a lot of good, or, or lot the character 
Mr. Bustass from all the real girls. <laughs> so a lot of great paintings. And a lot of Leroy Neiman. A lot of great paintings of asses are busted out there. And uh, um, it's time to get So he back. brings in a busted ass busted. statue for her to fix up. And he's like, oh, isn't this weird? We saw you at the restaurant the other day. Uh, you know, let's, let's take a look at the statue. And then her, her co-worker comes in the next day and is like, they're still there. And they stayed up all night talking yeah. and eating Chinese takeout. To which my, uh, my girlfriend Sophie pointed out like, Oh, always in movies they're eating this Chinese takeout. It's so, it looks so good. And, have yeah. a bunch and of I'm it like, too. it's because you can only get that in fucking New York City. Right. You yeah. can only stay up all night eating Chinese and takeout are, in New York. They you also can't do, do that this, here. this thing that people do when they eat Chinese takeout in movies where they have like, you know, like lo mein noodles and they eat like one piece of a noodle at a time you know, <laughs> yeah. with a chopstick. They're well, like, it's because oh, they're going to you know, they're gonna have to do a bunch of takes and they don't want to. They eat like freaks. Yeah, they eat like fucking. Whenever I get Chinese takeout, it's like I just inhale it. Giant mouthfuls. Absolutely. Um, like a normal person. So basically, right, sure. basically, at the end of this all night sesh together, he's just ba- he's basically. And I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, so you want to like get married, basically? And she's like, yeah. I do. And then it cuts to five years later or something. It's five, the, it's it's five the five-year five, five birthday, it's the a, fifth birthday of their child. So, oh, Jesus. So, yeah. like, precocious child. So, we can assume five to six years. Five yeah. years and nine months to the day. Five years. If, they like, that busy. night when they stayed up real late all night together, yeah. That's, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the night then. where he knocked her up. Maybe and, he inseminated her right then oh and there. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's, that's, the, a, that's the word that I use for it. Great word. Romantic. I heard that. I John heard that. Woo! Let's keep doing that. People are gonna love it. That's a good running gag. Let's figure, we got to figure a running gag. Uh, anyways, the daughter's five years old. Uh, there's a whole long whole... scene of her birthday, and it's just like their life is happy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene where they're on a couch, and she's and she goes, "You know what?" And he goes, "What?" And she goes, "I'm happy." Yep. And he's like, "Good." And he starts and going. So he starts going through happy. this photo album with his daughter, which comes back that later. Comes back. There's a she's whole like, thing. Honey, and... these are all real pictures of me, and I'm really a real person. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, what's I didn't ask, Daddy." These are my weird. parents are like this and that, and my there is like it's, what's weird is that he's like not. Totally lying. He's just like changed stuff. Because later right. on, you meet her mom and he, his mom, and she. Early on, he's like my his heritage of a my mother. daughter. Yeah, piece of tra- who's, tra- his trash mom who works just, in a toll booth. Who's described That's as trash? Right, and the, but then when you embarrassed him, but then when you meet her, you're like, yeah, this is a horrible boy. He's kind of trash. He never brought me cigarettes or booze. That's what she says. She's like Max mom on Always Sunny. He tells his daughter like you look, you know, you look like my mom. You have my mom's eyes, and like that's not that's not a lie. But he's showing him pictures of I think people that aren't his parents and stuff. It's like weird. It's weird. The photo album again, like. You said this guy's motives and plan are still left kind of nebulous at the end of the movie, and they're like scared. They're not. They're certainly not. He's not like a meticulous planner, right? His, <laughs> no, his, he he has a whole. What I don't know what his plan is, but whatever it is, it, there's holes all over the place because like <laughs> she picks up on it while he's still quote unquote alive. What if part of his plan was that he needed a woman who looked just like Goldie Hawn's was like Ocean's Twelve? Yeah, and that's why he married her. That would have made it make more. I needed to pass her off as Goldie Hawn. But we can't does. have that happening because then the movie would have made some sort of sense. But that didn't happen. So anyway, they're married. Blah blah blah. He's uh, <laughs> but that didn't happen. He meet yeah. they meet some people at their birthday party who. Come Come back later. There are people that work at the museum he works at, where he buys uh, artifacts and works of art for the museum. Yeah. And, the, and then you see the they old, didn't need his social security number to give him this high profile job. <laughs> they apparently, did not at all. Not. This and is he a was also art history. He's job. also uh, Tom Hanks' rival in Big. The That's social right. se- the social security number comes back uh, later, though, too. So it's funny that he had that. Yeah. yeah. That How did job. he fill out his I nine? I don't know. Uh, Who knows? 
Well, uh, I mean, I guess it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> we so we have a scene where some old dude is like testing out a, uh, a fancy necklace thing to see if it's and authentic, then, authenticating and he, it, and he gets killed via bag. Because mm-hmm, the, the, oh, the killer yeah. in this movie is a bag killer. Yeah, and uh, he gets dragged around on a chair. Can and we you're, just say who good the killer title. is now, bad, or bad do we want killer? Are we waiting till the end to say who the I, killer is? It's I not John Hurt. It's John Hurt. Okay, I just want because you said the killer is one of the is a bag killer. I'm like, we could just John Hurt. It's just John Hurt, but it doesn't reveal that. Which you, which you know. The, mur- the movie could have also been called Murdered. Murdered, murdered people. <laughs> a couple people were murdered. He deceived and murdered. Deceived slash murdered. John Murdered. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, All right, keep you know coming. That, you know that... So, like, I mean, because you, you know that it's him at the, from the beginning, and then, like, the movie Otherwise, just... Otherwise, what... what the you movie got no just, movie. The movie just takes the whole movie to go, like, right? And you're like, yeah, ooh, I know. And I don't mean... Well, the thing I don't about, think that figuring out a movie is, like, the only... Well, only, the important thing <laughs> with this is that, like... You know that he's the bad guy from the beginning because it can't go anywhere else. So the only thing that's in suspense here is why and what. And that doesn't actually come clear. I think maybe he just wants to get this necklace and he he's just willing to, to throw his whole life down. It doesn't make it's any a sense. It's a lot of like, money. It's like, John Hurd, maybe you have a nice job and, uh, and you live in a nice place. Just do that. So why anyway, do you need the $4 million? Right. So this guy gets killed. Uh, then this necklace, it turns out, then they find this other necklace, which was a fake, which I, think, I guess he like replaced it with because yeah. he stole the other necklace and he's uh, like which, oh which I'm gonna turns get in trouble because I approved of the necklace which and... turns up in their house or, at some point but Goldie Hawn's starting to get on him because he's like she, she's he's like I gotta go to Boston and he's like yeah. she's all noticing of a, a bunch of, of inconsistencies he goes to Boston but her partner's like I saw your husband coming out of the this bar at this the hotel Boston bar maybe last night was. the Boston and he she's like that's impossible he was in Boston she's like oh whatever and that's and then he he brings her back uh, from some his Boston lingerie. trips in lingerie and then uh, you get the you get fortuitous phone call number two where He's, the lingerie store calls up and goes hey just Goldie Hawn wanted to let you know your husband wa- didn't get this lingerie in no. Boston he was in New York and he got it no this is a, <laughs> this is he's bad so he's he, probably up to he something. left his credit card at the lingerie store yeah, he's so terrible at this whatever is, he's doing he is bad at Whatever he's trying to do, he makes so many mistakes. He keeps fucking huge up. mistakes. And it comes, and then it's all these scenes of her going confronting John Hurt and him going like, "What? No, that's not what's happening. What's happening he, is he this other thing." He gaslights the shit hey, out of her. Hey, mm. hey, let me just. There's like, a great gaslighting scene where he gets mad at her, like, "Oh, you're calling me a liar?" Blah. And then he like storms out, and and then uh, it's straight up deception. And he as leaves far his as daughter she goes, knows, deceiving her. As far, yeah, he totally deceives her, um, leaving her. Deceived. He I leaves, heard that. He leaves. Uh, he fakes his own death in a car crash. Or sorry, he dies in a car crash. Yes. Um, halfway <laughs> through the movie. Spoiler alert. Halfway through the movie called Deceived about this bad husband. He, <laughs> this is a part he, of his deception. He dies. Uh, so he dies in a dies in a quote unquote. Should have been called the bad crash. husband. Yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> Goldie Hawn is upset because she still loved him even though he was like doing weird stuff all of a sudden. And, but, and they left you know. on bad terms because the last time they talked was the whole gaslighting. Uh, and again, in- this interlude. is like this is like another one like enough which we're going to talk about next where like you know five years later and five or six years or whatever have passed and then like and now all of a sudden it's like oh this weird shit is is this guy's acting you know and you're like so five fucking years passed and you were like nothing this, this guy he didn't do one weird not thing. one it was weird like, thing this She's was like fully happy this was like he was only waiting until this uh, egyptian necklace was available that was the opportunity to throw it all down the tubes. So he, <laughs> nice job that he has. He fakes his death, and then uh, he has, she actually gives a, she gives away the necklace to 
her daughter finds it somewhere. She doesn't see it happening. Like her daughter's playing with uh, one of her friends, and they yeah. have all this jewelry in a basket. Oh, because the, 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 like, the maid like puts it uh, in just like puts the, it in the random in the random the, jewelry because like she finds it on the jewelry. ground. She's like, I guess this is the jewelry. She puts it in the junk drawer with like the scotch tape and the <laughs> leftover it's, batteries. It's basically <laughs> a junk jewelry. I think it's it's like a stage jewelry uh, yeah. bag. And so like the little girl that's her daughter's friend is like, Can, can I, I have, have this? this? And she's like, Fuck it, whatever. Well, at least the she's only good scene in the movie, which is at the end. Yes, this is what I'm. That's what I'm gonna be. I have that written down. We'll get there. Um. So but, it's that scene. That so, scene the, so now the little. So now this other random little girl has the necklace, and then a bunch of like spooky shit starts happening yeah. to her. It's almost as if her husband's still alive and like trying to get this necklace back or something yeah. like that. Because it's worth like four million dollars yeah. or forty million dollars. No, it's and, just like four point three million dollars or something, and that's that enough for him to throw his whole life down the drain. It's crazy. Two lives because he's. I do that. I four million dollars, a lot of money. So she starts. <laughs> she starts trying to figure out uh, stuff, probably, and she finds out. All right. Because she's not going to get, get on record with benefits this. Yeah. or something because the Social Security office calls her and fortuitous phone call number two and is like, you need to come down to this office. And she can't get benefits because the Social Security number he had yeah. given was that all the money was going to. Your was, husband uh, was lying to you was about like, everything and had a, di- had a dead man's Was uh, a dead guy. And then the dead guy turns out was a guy that he went to high school with. And he so he was, but he was a different was guy with a different friend. name. There's a great scene that they have in these fucking movies where like she's like, I got to go down to the school records she and then this, she walk they walk they walk past the rows of things and the lady goes like you know we moved all the records here because of this and that and there's always a fucking scene in that movie where right. you're like this person needs to explain why all these records are here instead of just showing her in a room I don't know why they find the need yeah, to just, like, she the movie, a, yeah. movies are always like well we need to explain there's also we need to explain of, why all the records are here and not in a different building meanwhile we're all watching the audience going like well you know what we would believe is if she just went to a room <laughs> she would cut to her in a room reading records and they were like this is the records room we were like yeah we don't need a fucking lady for three minutes to explain why they're here you know and it's a, there creepy, was a, there it's was a creepy room too of course it's always in the basement yeah. somewhere and it's a spooky room and she's finding out all you know, also, she's looking all, through all these it's not even usually records in these movies it's like oh black and white photos of him yeah, with yeah, another yeah. kid and a weird lady you know well, these are yeah. year, these are yearbooks and stuff right. she's looking for so she's looking specifically for this person who he's pretending to be who was a guy who died and then she meets she goes and meets her husband her cousin. sister her cousin yeah and they were all very close and she goes oh he was great and and he you know one time we even like stayed up all night talking eating chinese food talking they, about and she art. Goes, what we did that <laughs> <laughs> that's his thing with me that's his mo you know and she and then she's like oh if you do I, find I, him she, tell that, him to give me a call that lady was funny because she like her character is like just there for the reason for like plot reasons because she's like she's like, yeah, the she's like come on in i'm gonna movie. give you a bunch of information and then she's like and then she kind of gets cold at one point is like i don't know anything else and then like and then like five minutes later calls her up and goes like actually did know that got me else. thinking about a bunch of things like man this i know where fucking, his mom lives actually <laughs> i know exactly where his mom lives you know i was talking about his mom who was awful who worked at a toll booth and he was so embarrassed by her I know where she lives then he goes to visit her mom he, she his actually mom. even says like I don't even know how I remember this it's crazy but I do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember the you address of his mom and this is uh, I mean I'm going through this pretty quick but this is kind of the whole movie and a lot of it's just Goldie Hawn like looking surprised By all and means, nodding let's go through it quick and, yeah. and Goldie Hawn she just moves from person to person and they tell her a new thing and you're like un- I'm not following this anymore easy. and Goldie Hawn is not doing much Goldie Hawn who, by the way, is an Academy Award-winning actress? Yes, and is like, been, and has been very good in things before. This is the fallow. Like I feel like this sea. is a fallow period for Goldie Hawn. This is star what you're of the like. Banger Sisters, Goldie <laughs> Hawn. Ooh, we should do the Banger Sisters. Yeah. Um, but, very uh, suspenseful. But so she goes to visit his mom, who, who, like, I mean. 
I don't think that you should be embarrassed about your parents by where they work, but he should be embarrassed about his mom because she's awful. Yeah, the toll, the working at a toll booth <laughs> thing is not really she, that big a deal. She goes, but- he, he goes, he's been working in this place for forever. He's making all this money. He's got a rich wife. Yeah, and, you know, he doesn't even, the least he could do is, is bring his mom some cigarettes and booze every yeah. once in a while. He she was is. a selfish child, and he's a selfish man. You're like, well, and then you go like, well, I mean, you're, are awful though yeah and she and he shows lady. her the picture of his daughter of their her granddaughter and she's like she's got my eyes you know echoing what he said earlier he's got my eyes she is she is like chain smoking <laughs> i think she's out of cigarettes but she does have a lot of booze left she's got so. plenty of booze so she hates goldie hahn for no reason and then goldie hahn leaves and is like oh that was well, disturbing take and my gross. card give me a call now i need, we to, need to move <laughs> this plot forward again <laughs> yeah well well will come back and then <laughs> uh meanwhile he's like uh john hurd Oh, I guess we don't know it's John Hurd yet. His is but, like, yeah. is like stalking do. around the house trying to find the necklace and the, the poor British maid is there and then he murders her. I think she might have lived. It, it was no, very she's, unclear about no, it. She's dead. Someone goes, she's fine. I don't she's, someone so. says she's going to be okay. No, she's well, Joe no, Sharponic. If we know what happened to the fucking maid, give us a she's call. She's dead because she goes and finds her and she's like, oh, she looks at her. No, her she eyes says are we like, got to call somebody. We got to like, I'm it's pretty, not, they're not clear. We're going to watch this. I want to watch this scene again. And no, you don't. She, no, I don't. No, let's do it. <laughs> I do want to, I do, I do think she's dead though because it, someone it's, literally goes, because she's going to be okay because it's the same, it's the same like MO as all of these people in these movies, these husbands where they become like, you know, if I was a better co-host, I might be able to settle this debate, but I can't remember. Where they become psychopaths or whatever, where they're like, now I'm a murderer. You know, and because then later on, like, then he, she, for whatever, the, the maid's murdered and it's awful. And then sh- I can't remember if they find out that they're looking for the necklace at this point or what. Oh, no, he doesn't. Because then he goes, she goes back to her mom's, his mom's place. This is, this and then she's, part, this part and really cracks me up. And then he's there. And yes. he's, and he has a whole conversation. He tells, he basically tells her the she whole thing. She wanders into the mom's house and it seemed like there's the, like signs of a struggle or something like yeah. that. And then, and then she uh, turns around and he's just standing there. And <laughs> to her, my, to my delight, her mustache falls off. Yes. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and his pants go boing, boing. Fall off. To my delight. And I don't know why this makes me laugh so much, but he's just wearing a giant vest. <laughs> he's wearing a giant yellow vest and it's like, dun, dun, dun. Is it like a safety he's, vest or like a, just like this huge vest i don't know it's like this big beige he's like now this, i'm evil because of this vest i've this got the 1991 vest styles see I guess. my vest see my vest it's made of uh, it's made of real gorilla chest you like my and, loafers former gophers was either that or skin my chauffeurs <laughs> uh, we could go on and uh and then she she basically like goes up and has to touch him to make sure that he's real yeah and he's and like then, i'm real and here's the whole story he's i know like, you know guess, about me some more and he tells so he tells her a whole bunch of stories and then he's like he's like i need that necklace or whatever and, it, oh, and to it, protect you guys and this is is this before this is before he kidnaps their daughter fuck if i know right he kidnaps the daughter he kidnaps mm-hmm. the daughter yeah. shit i didn't remember then that. he goes and because yeah. then he she like he goes basically to, t- tries to go like i need to like i, I need this I, necklace I, I, I faked my own death because a guy was threatening the family and i had to do it to protect you guys yeah so that's why i did all this horrible stuff and i still am protecting you and the only way that i can is by getting this necklace so you need to get that necklace yep he, he gets the necklace. so she's gonna like i guess try and get this necklace but she's also upset at him because he killed their friend also then like pans over at the end of that scene to the to a room and his he's murdered he's murdered his mom yeah, with the bag <laughs> which is why but goldie hahn doesn't know that no you we we see that awesome. but goldie hahn has not seen that yeah so the, he, so he's a bad killer so, we, so bad he's killing like husband. he's like my mom's fine she's sleeping or whatever and he then she's a bad guy he killed his mom he's a bad bad guy. Guy. And, and and i will say she he killed that british lady too but we'll have to leave that to the if courts. i can take a real strong moral stance on this i'm against killing your mom 
Mm. You shouldn't kill your mom. So even at this point, he's... That's how I feel Even at this point, Goldie Hawn is being deceived by this guy. Still being still being So much deception in this movie. He hasn't switched. He hasn't switched into full-blown mode. (laughs) Did you, John, heard that? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yay! That's when we get to the the one funny scene in the whole movie, and it made me laugh out loud. Is this Um, before she finds out he has another family or after? This is before, because she's like legit trying to get the necklace back. She finds out that the the little girl has it, and she took it. So she goes to their family. This scene is weird, because it's almost like it's out of a a Woody Allen movie or something. The little girl won't give Bobo back to Mr. Burns. She's like, I don't wanna. I'm a precious teddy bear Bobo. And the parents so are funny. the parents are both like these like like they're like, these, I think like they're liberal, like liberal squishes. And then John Hurt goes on TV and Nick like diverts all the beer trucks out of town. <laughs> yeah, but they're like they're like we don't well, we, give her, it to me. Her feelings are gonna be hurt if you give she gives back that necklace. So I mean you know we gotta think of her feelings too. And then Goldie Hawn is just like, goes, give me that fucking necklace. Goes, give me the necklace. Back. And then he, necklace. and then the dude is talking to her and he goes he goes honey sometimes adults will hurt you and you can't trust them and they'll lie to you. And so you can have a thing. And then while he's doing this, she grabs, she just grabs the fucking necklace and goes, just give me that. And she goes, uh, oh, for Christ's sake, isn't anybody in charge around here? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. That's and you, right. it and makes you, Goldie Hawn being funny for the one time. It makes you wish that like, the, you're like, yeah, wait, why wasn't the movie right. more like this the yes. rest of the time? Because the rest of the time it's like just these like, it's very, it's either boring she or, never gets to be funny, or like, uh, or right, like if boring, suspense. If she got to play like the Goldie Hawn character, if she was like that's a, like the sharp-witted, like sharp-tongued, yeah, little bit mean, like the lady from Overboard or something like that. Would that would have been cool. Well, yeah. like, what if she was a Goldie that's Hawn like the, character? That's yeah. like Instead the premise for the movie is right. that it's like her husband has deceived her and all this stuff. But then Goldie Hawn, because she's because she's a cool character, like fucking figures it out, right, and is like fuck this shit and figures it out. That's not what the movie does. That's not does. what the movie is, yeah. No. And only in this one scene does she get to be like funny and and be mean to a kid, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's super funny. Uh, uh, so anyways. That's, like a, that's like a high point for a low movie. Yes, it is. Uh, so basically, at this point, like she, I, I don't remember how she no, he, finds he her way to the, he, to the house of her, yeah, other, oh, yeah, yeah. her other oh, family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She he, she finds this other woman that he's also gotten married to under I guess another identity. Oh, because oh, because he had this <laughs> business card for this art dealer, and then it turns out he said and he said uh, that guy's a killer. Right. And then, oh, and then she but, was, but so it was she just follows him. so she Pretty follows good. those breadcrumbs to that boom. guy. And then she, he also he has a photo album, an identical photo album. And it's got of pictures sure. of John Heard like put pictures bags over people's heads. And it's got a picture. No <laughs> precious memories. It has a picture. has a picture of their daughter in it. Yeah. And she starts yelling at this other lady. That was his. Like, Who's this? Who is this? And she's, that was his sister. sister. She died, she when, died. He, when, she, when she was young. And she's like, that's not. And so she's she's like, so so she's he's got this double life too. Right. The yeah. deception never ends. And she and movie. she's on the and the the new wife the new model is is on the phone. Uh, with him and then at a certain point he goes can i talk to her She's and like, then he goes like hey honey and this is right like right in front of his new wife he's like hey honey just so you know i got i've got our daughter yeah and uh i'll kill her he's implying basically like i'll kill her unless you give me the necklace and Say then hi to and mommy then, and then uh, <laughs> it's another kind of funny scene where goldie hon like like ends the phone call and then trashes the place <laughs> like pushes some stuff off and then knocks over a, a cardboard box and says to the new wife watch out yeah, and then storms away. Which, which also is like that kind of thing where it's like a clever thing to say, but you're also like, okay, he's not going to kill your daughter right away. Maybe take fucking fifteen minutes and go like to this lady and go, hey, here's the deal. Nah. Right. But instead, she just goes, watch out. Like she still, she's, she's still, she's b- still. B- 
in the world of the movie is like acting like this lady is a bitch for also marrying my yeah, husband. I'm a little you're jealous. Like, you're like, there's no sorority here whatsoever. She didn't do anything wrong. This lady, right? Like, just thinks you've she's both, also you've a both been deceived here. She's also right. being deceived, right? So, like, be nice to she's her. Also too. being deceived. She's also being crabby. But you know, she can't be. Uh, nice. She can't be nice to her deceived. because this. Wo- she's the one who's been deceived, not this woman yeah. who's also been deceived. And then, and then, basically, at this point, well, Goldie Hawn doesn't want to deceive her. She's trying to be honest. John Hurt knows that uh, that the gig is up, and he can't really keep doing the gaslighting thing. So he's like, "Now it's time to be a psycho." The gig or the jig? Gig jig is the jig is the up. jig is up. Yeah, but your, a gig can be up too if you're done with your. They're both up. Gig. <laughs> They're both up, and he's like, "All right, time to flip that." In this switch economy, the gig become, economy. Uh, Michael Myers, and then that's when you get the kind of like she's she's got the necklace mm-hmm. on her now, and he's like stalking her around. It's yep. very similar to the end of uh, Single White Female. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like all in apartment based thrills. Yeah, and uh, there's a there's spills kind of a, chills spills chills thrills, yeah. and and this is the, and he gets to do a little scene. There's a there's a pretty cool part when like she goes into an elevator shaft and, uh-huh. and it's, it's all dark in there, so you can't tell that it's an empty elevator shaft. And he's looking through the slats of the yeah. elevator, and this is when he clicks into full on screamy psychopath sort of thing. He's like, "I don't want to hurt you, but I will if I have to." That's love too. And then he and then when he's like in front of her in the elevator, he's going, "I never wanted to hurt anybody. I always do whatever comes next." No matter how difficult it is, and yeah. he's screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I'm assuming pretending that she's Melissa Leo at this time to really, ah, to really oh, get into the. Yeah. Role. I believe that that happened later. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then uh, he, he she's like, "All right, I have the necklace. Come on and get come, it. Get it." And he opens up the shaft. <laughs> There's no second uh, best part of the movie right here. This yeah, is yeah, cool. This is, this is a cool scene. I do remember this ending. And he fall and he falls down the shaft and dies. And you know what she did to him? Do you know what she did to him right there? Fucking deceived him. Yeah. She deceived him. Deceived him back. Yeah. So she, she so has he, the power she now. Goes, re, she received him. He goes, like, he goes after him. the necklace and he goes, ah! And falls down. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool, It's too. really good. There's like some special effects And then involved. there's a weird scene at the end where they're like looking, they're like packing up their house and the little girl comes out with the photo album and then is like, how about this? This is daddy's photo album. She's like, put it with your things. And then it's just like, an awkward freeze frame on Goldie Hawn's face and then credits and you're like somewhere. the freeze like, frame is strange why is the it was like why a freeze frame and why this freeze and why this frame because she's just she looks concerned it's very maybe. weird it's, it's like very, a biopic movie ending freeze frame too yeah. where it's like and then she was elected to the Supreme Court and tried the landmark case of yeah it's weird as they, they're like trying to tie it together with this stupid photo album but like if the movie had ended with her in the elevator shaft like having deceived him that would have been perfectly a perfect yeah. ending but then they have this like little tacked on they have that you know the tacked on scene where it's like well afterwards though life goes on right oh but never without the memory of him or something and then she's kind of looking at the camera almost like why did we make this movie and it freeze frames on her did it was anybody really invested in this besides like money wise and then there's a will a will smith song plays at the very end and he's like i'm goldie hawn and i've been deceived and john hurt's got something up his sleeve we don't know what it is (laughs) pretty good welcome to miami it needs needs to be it needs to be pointed out now that now that we're at the end of this thing i don't get what john hurt's Herd's plan. No one was. does. It's, he just wanted the necklace. He wanted the necklace. Just wanted the necklace. He was like a jewel thief, but also uh, married. He to, was like, married two, to her also for five married years. to two different women, and married we don't know how long he's married to the other person. They have three dogs. Yeah, yeah. it's very <laughs> and we, strange. And that and that was the other thing is that like up until this point where he went to Boston suddenly and then came back, she thought he was having an affair at first, and it turns out it's something much more confusing. But she like. Uh, has he been married to this other woman before? You know what I mean? Because right. like up to you think that there would have been signs that 
like that would have been something that he would have been doing a lot of like because he's going to boston he's he's also married to someone else and she has no fucking idea either so what does what 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 it feels like maybe there was a script here that didn't get it got like heavily rewritten, you know, to be more like X. It either got I heavily. I felt that way about our next movie too. There's some like weird yeah, holes yeah. in the next movie yeah. too. Even oh, though yeah. the next movie is considerably better. It was it was either heavily rewritten or heavily underwritten. Right. Like it was like either like one of those things where you're like nobody did a rewrite on it. Yeah. Even once or like it got rewritten too many times to where it was like, well, now why did you have to do well, that? The next movie, because I keep wanting we'll to, they kept wanting it. to throw in other twists. Almost, it's yeah. almost like that kind of thing where it's like, now he's married to another woman too, and you're like, which is unnecessary, but right. it's just like one more nail in his coffin, I guess, or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Anyway, it's funny when he falls down the elevator. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool. Ending. It's I funny. Did, I did remember that. It's part. funny when Goldie Hawn yells at a kid, and then also <laughs> when he falls down an elevator shaft. And so I guess it's I funny don't. when he kills his mom with a bag. Also, there was a there was a thing that I noticed that we noticed while we were watching it that like all of a sudden there's a cat in this scene because they need a cat to jump out. But early, the whole rest of the movie, there's never that yeah. cat. I guess and we the have cat, a cat. And that cat shows up like throughout the rest of the movie. Like at, towards the end, like there's like three or four different scenes where like the cat gets out. Oh, the, how'd the cat get out? The cat's back. And the cat becomes like a plot point. But until the cat was needed to be there, they, <laughs> they apparently didn't have a cat, which you assume they would have set up at the beginning of the Let movie. Let me ask you a question. You think this movie... Would have been markedly improved if we just like lopped off the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, I think it would. I think that because then it would be shorter. Well, just I mean, just that, and also it would sort of like you wouldn't get the whole like oh here's how they got married and blah blah right. blah because that o- opening part is apparently not a part of any scam that he's running either. So right. like, there's no need to like include it. I don't know. We don't need to know how they met each other except for like later when they mention. Unless maybe he deals in, you know, uh, conf- con- uh, counterfeit art and he's using her business as like a. I mean, that could be. Smuggling but front? That could be, but you think that. But that's it, not what's. I don't you think, think that's that the happening. movie would point that out. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and that there would be a whole consortium of guys that he was working with. Oh. It seems like he's alone in this film filmmakers if you're gonna make a movie make sure you kind of know what's going on but before you yeah, I don't, uh, start yeah. shooting it that's yeah. an important detail but also his character does seem like he's like crazy and he like pretended to be he suddenly pretended to be his friend who died and stuff you know uh-huh. so it's like i don't know i also feel like book that we don't know his plan is because he does say at the end like i've just been maybe he's just been making it up making it up as it goes because he's yeah. like nuts right so i think that's maybe the thing is that he's nuts and he like went he like has these problems where he's a con man and a pathological liar and he just keeps going i have yeah, maybe he did fall in love with her and married her and then I think that's and then married someone. Yeah, and and, all that stuff is like legit. Is like legit. He's a psycho, and then he like loves their daughter. Maybe he's also got this like serious problem. But then there's this line that that he says when she knows what the whole thing is, and then he goes, "This is like when one of those classic the mask comes off scenes." Right before he starts screaming, but he goes, "Wasn't I a good husband? Didn't you feel understood? Didn't you feel loved?" Isn't that what it's all about? And she goes, "You're sick," because he was like, "I was just pretending the whole time because I'm a sociopath." And that's well, so. Yeah. Who the fuck so there knows? you go. Okay, well, you can never understand. All right, sociopathic <laughs> con artist, bag murderer. Well, deceived. What are the ratings, ratings, boys? Let me give us one Judd. Wow, mm. it's just I don't. I mean, like I said, I barely remember anything that happened in it. I was totally confused and bored. Yeah, it is a movie that it is a movie that barely justifies its own existence. Yeah. like you feel like while you're watching it, going like. Why did anybody want to make this movie? It seemed endless. <laughs> like, 
Besides that Goldie Hawn had signed on to it. It doesn't have any like good tantalizing thrills in it. You know, it's got nothing. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't even like even those few moments that we mentioned that were fun. Like, you know, she yells at the little kid. John Hurt is pretty fun in the movie when Mm. he's like kind of up and down. He's he's, also not really in it a ton. though. But I mean, when he is, he's like acting when he's acting weird. I'm like, I like that. I like him watching him act weird. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a step a big step down from all the weird acting and sleeping with the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to give it a completely inscrutable accent. (laughs) I'm going to give it one Judd. Yeah, I'm going to give it one Douglas. It's not so. So, I mean, this is a total, this is like almost a total loss. God damn. I'm going to give it, I don't know, man, one Chinese takeout (laughs) dinner. I don't know. This fucking sucks. Wow. One Chinese takeout dinner. This is the one that did Matt in. (laughs) Finished him off. If if you guys aren't, you guys aren't, uh, you guys can't see this at home, but Matt is currently pouring gasoline on himself and he's going (laughs) to light himself on fire. Do that outside, man. Don't do it it in here. Don't ruin all this equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Keep Uh, that gas coming, though. That's good. I may, uh, I may surprise you. I'm giving it five. No, No, but I'm giving it two and a half. I I thought it was, I liked it a lot more than sleeping with the enemy. And there was a that cu- there's insane. like a couple there's a couple I thought it was well done enough there's a couple scenes where she's like skulking through like see, like microfiche I like, I like, yeah there's a microfiche I do like microfiche scene. scenes that because cool. it reminds me of when I had when you I used microfiche and I was like man a, I don't ever cool do that anymore research. that was a fun way to I love it in movies where they like and they find exactly the article with a picture of the guy that yeah. they're looking for always you guys <laughs> enjoyed doing that I mean, I I like. I thought it was. I think it's neat now. At the time when I was doing yeah. it, I tried to savor it because I knew the internet was going to happen and we weren't going <laughs> to do it anymore. Christ. Yeah. I like, well, when that internet comes, I won't get I to do this. So my, I'm going to make sure I enjoy it. Rating to ten out of ten microfiche <laughs> research scenes. Hey, you can't steal our t- our ratings. So. Yeah. You already did your rating. I deceived you. Oh my god! Ah! Son of a bitch. No, Fuck but I, I don't know. I John it, heard it had, that. It's well done ah. enough and had like spooky scenes where people were skulking around in houses. And I don't know. It was it was perfectly fine. A lot of it might have had to do with the fact that I hated sleeping with the enemy so much. And I was just like, I like this more. Perfectly fine. Wow. Yeah. So, right it in the sky. Gossamer teardrops. <laughs> yeah, two and a half. Perfectly fine. Um, this is definitely a one, if not zero, Judd movie. Just yeah. no, no sleaze in it. And, None uh, whatsoever. Not, not, a, not a bit Except of, for the disgusting, creepy eyes they make at each other at the beginning of the movie at the yeah. blind date scene. really yeah. kind of nauseous. Who wouldn't nice. be into John Hurd upon <laughs> first sighting it? Look at that guy. John Corporate Hurd? Napoleon John Hurd. Mm, yeah. uh, and I'm going to give it one surprise cat that you didn't know existed, oh. but then it turns out they do have a cat. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm giving it two... Two Judds. Uh, I like it about as much as Sleeping with the Enemy. I think they're both bad, but in their own ways. I thought this one was way more boring, and I kind of was like mm, checking out a lot during it. And I found like a lot of Sleeping with the Enemy was like overboard, like the, the score and stuff. So yeah. I kind of like liked the movie that more. Overboard. <laughs> no, with Goldie Hawn. No, like Sleeping with the Enemy at least looked like something. Yeah, I feel like it, and it like had that first half hour that I actually kind of dug. That was like an interest. Like, oh, this is an interesting thriller plot that ends early on in this movie um and i'm gonna give it zero douglas's nothing yeah. this is almost a g-rated movie yeah <laughs> i mean without it the murder it's, PG, it's it like PG-13. without the murder yeah. bag stuff without the murder bag stuff there's really nothing in here and uh 10 out of 10 dead english maids mm. wow I, yeah i'm i'm, I'm sticking with it dead she's, i'm sticking dead, with it. she's dead 10 out of 10 dead wrong i'm sticking Kevin with Clark's. it she is not fine Oh, she doesn't have a bag over her head. Which one of you is deceived? That anyway. doctor said she was gonna be all right. 
<laughs> literally says that. Doctor could be a fucking liar. That was true. I was dozing off. And then the doctor I was did falling the dirty, asleep. Did, like the eyes back and forth. <laughs> like I was lying. I was falling asleep while I watched this movie. So I will maybe instead give it ten out of ten. Plastic bags on mom's. Okay. Hits. Yeah. That works. All right, guys. Enough. Is our next movie? <laughs> what do we think? We like it here. Why are we moving again? No. She changed her name. Do I get a new name too? I guess. What's your name? Queen Elizabeth. She changed her appearance. I like this. Oh. But nothing could protect her <laughs> from the most dangerous man she's ever known. Her husband. 2002. Directed by Michael, Michael Apted. Apted, of directed all such illustrious things as the the Up series, of Gorillas in the Mist, Gorillas in the Mist, and one of them James Bonds. The world is not enough. One, one that I like quite the a world. bit. Holy shit! The world is not enough. That's oh my right. god! And enough. And enough. Oh, he couldn't. You know, that's why he did it. I wonder and if that's why he did this movie. If he was like, oh, I directed the movie with enough in the title once, I it guess is I'll do it. Entirely likely, unless my math is wrong, that this was his follow up to The World Is Not Enough. God, I yeah. hope so. Because that would have been ninety nine. I like. I feel like I do like the idea that he only did it because he was like two thousand. He was like, oh well, I can only do movies with enough in the title. Yeah, <laughs> I have some very weird mental the, illness. Yeah, the next now. one was called Fifty Two Enough. Fifty Two Enough. <laughs> enough. That's enough of these people. Uh, these weird English people. Um. So uh, enough, Matt. Go. Uh, this movie <laughs> is about a woman, Jennifer Lopez, named Slim. Who uh, <laughs> operates a diner, Slim's Diner? Well, she works best, there. She's best friends with Juliet Lewis. It's her diner, I think. I don't think no, no, so. No, 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 no it's not her diner. It. It's that. It's that guy it's who, who. Then why are they both called Slim? What? what? It's called Slim's place. Like the diner is called Slim's. She's not the owner. She's just a waitress there, man. Okay, well then they have the same name. It's called Slim's Place. Yeah, I didn't. I don't that, remember and that. I don't know why that's the case. That is very <laughs> strange. She definitely does not own the diner. I mean, okay, well, no, no she doesn't own the diner because later so on the owner weird, of the though. diner helps save her from her bad yeah, husband. Yeah, he's like her. Maybe he's like whatever. her friend. The owner of the diner slash her waitress coat. She does not own that diner. Maybe though. I'm completely confused. Yeah. But anyway, well, you're, you're confused about that, but um, I. She works at this diner. I assume you're. And her friend Juliette Lewis works there with her. Her name is Slim. Her name is Slim. Uh, or Everybody calls her Slim. Anyway, one day, uh, this this uh, this dude is in the diner. Noah Wiley, wilding one my, out. One of my favorite uh, one of my favorite actors, Noah Wiley from yep. ER, playing a real Wiley Coyote. Playing a Wiley. That's exactly right, <laughs> Doctor Wiley. And he is uh, he starts he starts flirting with uh, with Jennifer Lopez, and she's actually kind of buying it for a mm-hmm. second until this other dude. The Rocketeer, mm-hmm. Billy, Campbell, Billy Campbell, stands up and says... Henceforth uh, known as the Rocketeer. <laughs> stands up and says, hey, I overheard you and your buddy talking last week about making a bet about how you could get into this waitress's pants. What was the bet? Was it 200? 100? Yep. And, it uh, was 200. Yep. And then she... And He's then busted. He, they, and then he and uh, Noah Wiley get into a little uh, you know, chest-bumping uh, mm-hmm. action, and Noah Wiley takes off tail between his legs he's mean to her too yeah he's a dick he says some untoward things yeah. they're not toward and you're like that's it for noah wiley yeah. he's kind of a big star surely why well, surely guess, he won't come back gone. into the film <laughs> no, i guess he's, he's done. not coming back he's done yeah. and then uh and then you know billy campbell uh, puts you know says some a little some sweet talking and uh, cut to they're married. They fast forward yep. through this stuff pretty quick. It's pretty. Yeah. I actually like cool. the way and it has these like, like title cards. cards. It's like 
setup. Yeah, the first, ti- the first title card is Hey. Yeah. And that's the first thing you see in the movie, and you're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Because yeah. it goes Hey, and then it shows. It has said the like, title. It has said that, then it says the ti- Then it has like opening titles that says Enough or whatever. But then at one point, it is like one of the title cards is like more than enough or yeah. whatever or yeah. enough it's kind of cool because our like, happy life together it like uh, jumps around like that. the yeah. movie isn't like uh in some regards isn't any more perfect than the other ones we've talked about in some regards but it does like i like that like sort of breaking it up it's more it, like, committed to being a thriller it's more fun yeah. more stuff happens yeah. uh it's it more does, uh, if, if, it, if it was shorter i would like i yeah, would, I would bump i would bump it up like a whole rating system rating yeah. whatever it is i think the thing that long. this movie does better than the other two is actually have some kind of perspective on an abused woman some kind of perspective on like what it takes to leave a relationship yes. like that and to get back on your feet which while still being a movie that's like gives you all the thrills and sort of salacious bullshit of a like shitty stalker husband movie what, and, and like what you yeah and all that stuff and that's like clearly what drew a director like Michael Apted to this material was that it was like a step above yeah. a B movie but still a B, but still like that, but still like that B movie thriller. It's yeah. totally a B movie thriller, and it's yeah. PG thirteen. That would be my only other problem with it. My two problems with it are that like if it was twenty minutes shorter, right. and if it More was violent. and if it was fucking rated R, because yeah. by by the time we get to the end, I'm like wanting like a fucking Quentin Tarantino right. bloody retribution scene, and it's, it's PG kind of bloody. It's you know, it's a little, but it's like, but I'm like, I'm like, but I want he wants this the scene fucking, where they're like smashing his head into the fucking phone <laughs> yeah. fifteen I wonder, times. I want, I want, the, I want a seven minute scene where she saws his head off yeah. with like a, I mean, a bandsaw. Not, or not something. like that, but you know, like something. I just wanted it to be like, fuck yeah, this fucking whoa, you yeah. know, where it was something like graphic happened, and it's kind of like this is going to be PG thirteen, so it's going to kind of yeah. be like a bit tame. But I mean, the movie gets the movie gets pretty intense, yeah. so it's still as a thriller. It's and it still is a better thriller than like Deceived for sure. For sure. And I think that like Sleeping with the Enemy, as bad as it is, is a better th- is like has, does at least has like <laughs> scares and stuff in it. It has That's like true. parts where you go. This Ugh. movie has the goddamn Deceived has common nothing, really. fucking decency to just be what it is. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous, but it's fun. Ridiculous, yeah. like yeah. Billy. It's uh, tawdry. The, the, it's silly. It's corny. The Rocketeer. Doesn't matter. You know, Patrick Bergen's uh, is very is like ridiculously villainous since the beginning. Uh, fucking the Rocketeer is like Thanos or something. In this. I know he he's is evil. A, he's a car- he's, he's a like fucking he was cartoon. Completely it's pretty funny. Designed to be the scary most formidable uh, and unstoppable abusive husband of all time. And it reminded me about like how like uh, there was a brief period where and this was part of like where we stopped liking her well, none of us I hadn't watched this movie in the theater or whatever but like Jennifer Lopez for that brief period we were like Oh fuck! Jennifer Lopez is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, very good out, of, out of sight is I assume where we all like went like. That's the one where like Jennifer Lopez is going to be this great new actor. And I was she, like, and she was like, guess again. And then like, go back <laughs> I'm and doing Made in Manhattan, bitches. When you, when you go back and watch, so when you go back and Come watch on. Out of Sight, yeah, you go like, Whoa. it's still good. Yeah. It wasn't like something where and we were she, where we were she, like fooled. We go, we no, watched no. it and go like, she is and she's like fucking, fucking great in it. Yeah, and she fucking owns. She like fucking owns every scene with like. Clooney and Deep Dish Farina, whoever she's uh, up Deep against. Dish Farina's her dad in that movie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my brother's a cop. My daughter's a cop. <laughs> I don't want you dating this fucking FBI guy. Wait, anyway, FBI shirt. But like this yeah, movie. What do you got when it says undercover there, pal? <laughs> Maybe get some sport peppers on that uh, shirt fucking there, shirt guy. there, buddy. That I'm movie. bubbling over with cheese-like rage. <laughs> 
If we ever do a, if we ever do an Elmer Leonard, if we ever do an Elmer Leonard one, which I want to do, we probably won't do out of sight because I want to do the bad Elmer Leonard ones. Oh yeah. Um, J Lo, my love for you is deeper than pizza. <laughs> Deeper than the dish that deeper I make this pizza in. Deeper than the dish that I personally make my pizzas in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man, she's good in this stuff. I love too. one deep dish farina. No, she's up. good in this. This too. is still like this is like where you know, go. This is where a- you go. Like this is where Jennifer Lopez is like still like you go like oh I listen here, buddy, was- listen here, Rocketeer. I've had enough of you beating up my daughter. <laughs> oh, I wish deep dish farina was in oh, this man, so bad. Mean. Well, you get Fred Ward. Nah. I know, Fred but he, Ward, I like Fred Ward. Yeah. And I, I know, like I do like, Fre- I do like Fred Ward. I do like Fred Jupiter. Ward, but I do wish that it was Deep Dish Farina Oh, instead. I'm with you. Uh, I, <laughs> I think we can all wish that. R.I.P. Deep Dish Farina. I don't Farina. know if Jennifer Lopez was bad. She was just being in... I have no idea because she would be in movies that I wouldn't watch. Well, not she to, just made not a bunch of all, uh, stupid movies. Not to get all misogynistic on it, but uh, there, apparently nobody liked working with her on Out of Sight. And it actually... Hurt her career for a while. She's really famous, famous for diva. Like yeah. I mean, she's that's a just diva. a rumor. That's what I heard. But apparently, like she didn't get along with anybody. That now that could just be like a bunch of dudes going like, "Well, she was a demanding yeah. actress." Who knows? But that's that's the rumor. Yeah. Huh. All right. But well, she anyway, also became very this. powerful, and then yeah, she was like spearheading you know, her own. Projects I feel like she's and, done okay for herself. You can see she wasn't that, that interested in making interesting movies. Yeah, you know, she just wanted not. to make romantic comedies and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, well, anyway, good for her. It made her money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that this just, this. This, harken, this one reminded me of like when she how, much, how much how yes, much I love Jennifer Lopez in, in Out of Sight, where I was like, yeah. oh, Jennifer Lopez is like a kind of a force of nature when mm-hmm. she's like has the right material. Yeah, agreed. You know, and then, but th- this movie's all. about... By the way, not to say that I love this movie. I think it's fine. It's surprisingly but, good. I didn't yeah, recall this movie having a good, good reputation, and so you you I think Matt, Matt watched really. it first and was like, you know, if it's good, and I was like, oh, we'll see. About and then that. I told you, then you was, said it was good. And I was like, okay, and then I watched. <laughs> it, I was like, sure enough, yeah, sure enough, pretty good. Uh, but there are like a couple of uh, turns on dimes for characters. It's sure, not like a sure. great movie or anything no. like that. It is a glorified B movie. We're not even glorified. It's just a B movie. It's doing it's doing what it's supposed to, which is what's good about it. And then w- the thing that it is is not very good. It doesn't let the fact that it's trying to be a little bit classed up get in the way of just you know what you expect from a movie like this yeah delivering, uh, delivering the thrills so we haven't yeah. even gone through the play she gets married to billy campbell right. blah 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 it's a picture book picture book wedding they he she's like i like this house he goes to he actually goes to the they're, early, dri- they're driving by the house signs. she goes i like that house which is not for sale she's this she's wondering she likes it he's rich as fuck and he goes up to the owner and is like hey i'm gonna buy your house he's like my house isn't for sale and he's like well i can't tell it to her and your house is for sale and here's how much i'm gonna buy your house for and he gives the guy a note and the guy goes you my, you can buy my house. Yeah. And he, well, he also threatens him a little bit. He's he, does, like, he does. He's like, I'm the kind of guy that will be a problem if this doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And he's like smiling the Signs whole time. Signs of what's going to happen a little bit, but not... Uh, as the, far as she's concerned, like yeah. this, this is where the like the real dime turn happens because at the beginning of Sleeping with the Enemy... Um, he's already he, He's guy. already just sort of... You're like, get the fuck out of there. Um, I guess in Deceived, it's a dime turn, but like he fakes his own death, and so it almost kind of doesn't and we count. Know, you know... I mean, you know that he's faked his own death, sure. and he's a bad... And yeah. You know he's a bad guy. In this one, he seems like a pretty... At least from her perspective, he seems like a perfectly great guy for years. Right. They have a kid for together. Years. Well, as soon as... Yeah, she they it's have a kid. It's not until she finds out that he's cheating on her that he like... Like, turns on a dime with Darcel. Like, yes. What do you expect? I gotta have sex somewhere, and you're like, what is going on? You're like, gonna I be my want, wife. Yeah, you're, you're one woman's wife. not enough for me. You enjoy your happy life, then then that's what you have to deal with. I'm gonna fuck other women, and, and then you get to live in this nice house. And she's like, I'm not. No, this isn't gonna happen. It's funny. And he slaps her, and then he punches her. Yeah. And then she and she's like, Whoa, this is not. 
cool. <laughs> That's the line. No, uh, she's obviously like real upset and like I'm not going to stand for this. And then he he he's got these like this philosophy or something where he's like, today was a bad day for you. There's going to be bad days and good days. Today was a bad day, but that'll help you appreciate the good days more. And mm-hmm. like so, you're like, wow. He just but it just he seems like out of the out of the the three shitty husbands in today's podcast he's the most convincing one yes yeah i suppose but it also but feels he's still pretty it absurdly also, over the top it yeah, also does in a that fun way. yeah he's not like a weird he's his not like a, he's not like an alien his methods and like the the thrust of his behavior are kind of what i'm talking about here yeah. like sure but not the I, i'm the talking manipulative and i'm talking more about patrick the, bergen's got is is sort of like i'm either you're with me or we all die and he's kind of like this yeah, yeah. guy that has a whole mindset and yeah quote-unquote philosophy or whatever. I'm, my, pro, my thing with it is that like it, his character cha- changes. Sure. Yeah. Completely, oh, yeah. He completely, completely changes like well, that. And it's the kind of thing where you go like, when you when you look think back on it, you go like, so you guys were married for something, and like, there was mm-hmm. never any sign of this happening at all until this one moment. And I mean, maybe that's kind of the way these things happen, but it feels like, yeah. it feels... Not well quite for a, for a, real for a dramatic arc. It's a little bit sudden. That's but what I'm I would saying. imagine. There are plenty of cases in real life where he is a cartoonish villain in this movie. Yes, yeah. Later on, later on, when he's talking to her on the phone, he's like, "I'm gonna find you, and I'm gonna." Kill. And he's like eating chips and watching football <laughs> and shit. And it's like funny, kind of. And you're like, eh, "Okay, okay." But he's like turns into that guy in this one scene. Yeah. He's At like, the beginning he's, of that day, he's she like, wakes "Okay, up, I'm gonna go happily. fuck this other lady," and we're cool with that, yeah. right? Great. And he's like, "I don't have to hide from you anymore." And it was kind. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's you very, know, oh, evil. It's, it's very like it's quick, definitely a 180 heel turn which yeah. is fine and i think that i'm fine i'm fine with i'm that. totally I'm fine saying, with it. i think it's fucking stupid and i think that the movie but it's like the movie is like this is the movie you're watching and you're like yeah okay whatever right <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's i can think it's bad and also it enjoy. might be a little bit in poor taste that this kind of thriller is based on uh, the very right. real problem of domestic violence because it's very cartoonish but yeah it's it's, it's well executed and 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 jay uh, kicks ass i think within it. that yeah. cartoonish framework it gets at a lot of like but then it does it does you it, know? it hints on it t- touches on stuff that n- is never covered in sleeping with the enemy I would or, say, or at yeah. least glossed over very yeah. quickly and for sure i mean definitely with like the respect to the main character who is uh j-lo in this like that's like her stuff is handled in this way that's very like she you know when she goes to see lawyers and they're like well this is what you can do this is what you can't do and it like actually kind of shows you how hard it would be to get out of this with regard to the billy campbell character he's like i'm a bad guy now and you're like in the movie doesn't look back from that and ever make him less anything less than a like yeah a fucking psycho uh, which i think i think that works in the movie's favor like hardcore i really like that about i think it's fine it's all building towards this this uh, climactic ending where she i just kills him i just think we don't need to make that any more nuanced than what it is It's, it's fine it's just that he's he's like I was it's, like, oh, okay. It's cartoonish. Okay, I think. Well, I'm saying that the I'm saying that that part, the rest of it is like her character's journey is like yeah. very is like pretty you know, quote unquote realistic is believable. Like this is what she'd need to do to escape from this guy, and his his journey is like I'm bad now. Yeah, I fuck other women, <laughs> and now, uh, now you and know. I've got a and I've got a consortium of other bad guys that I'm going to send after you. I, you, right? I, I, I use like, my oh, infinite okay. wealth to uh, control so the things that I it's love. Like, it's like that's that's why I think it works actually is because like it's the stupid B-movie plot of his character's yeah. journey and then hers the realistic <laughs> sort of like escaping yes. from that she goes to the 
of police, like before she in, <laughs> hatches her plan to escape she goes to the police and there's a it's a great scene where she's basically like is there any way that i can get out of this and he's like well this is basically how this is going to go down if you want to file a complaint he'll find out about it he'll post bail he'll yeah. get out and then he can just kill you at any given time there's basically nothing you can do which is true mm-hmm. this is like the very real problem that people that women and yeah where, where people are always like why don't you just get out of the relationship with women in abusive relationships well here are some very good reasons why yeah here's why that's difficult oh, why don't no I, one will why don't i just you? get myself killed yeah. good idea and they've got the kid too so that makes the it kid more difficult too. that makes yeah. it more complicated so they hatched this whole plan where her friends are waiting in the car and they're gonna steal her and the kid away in the night and mm-hmm. that goes slightly awry he, when he catches them he wakes up and he's gonna shoot them and be like you broke into my house and i can shoot you whatever i want you know and it's like uh juliet lewis and like a mexican guy and the like he's uh arab so, or hindu or i sorry i'm sorry guy. i'm fucking up Whoops. he's like he's not well sorry <laughs> we'll cut that jeez uh, <laughs> well don't just say whoops are you gonna correct me no, i don't guy even who remember loves the movie we i don't even remember this character this is the, this is the character worse. this it's, is the guy your, who owns who the, owns the diner no i swear it's jlo <laughs> it's her work team it's not fucking slim <laughs> she's got this great this great team of like people who are totally on her side yeah. and, are, and are willing to do anything anyway that my point and was they help and they help her get out my point of pointing out what that he's a different race is that billy campbell points it out is yeah. that he's like who's gonna who are they gonna believe the white guy who owns this house right. or the brown guy yeah, who exactly. broke into my house also very realistic so, sorry sorry apologies to everybody for not knowing for not remembering what nationality this guy matt didn't remember he was in the movie okay? i'm not sure they like necessarily say what nationality he is either so i there mean like they're not like you still should have known what this guy fuck is. <laughs> Anyway, so they God actually they actually it. do escape, and there's a part when they're, there's a part when they're driving order. away, and and like the, like one of the guys that helps the guy who owns the uh, deli or wherever where she works is kind of like, uh, by the way, he also knows where we live, and it's like, yeah, they all got themselves into a heaping helping of trouble, right? And a big old bucket of molasses, and uh, but she's got a whole plan where she's going to go to. There's a lot of hopping. There's to, a lot of hopping from different city to city to first place she goes though is Seattle. She goes to Seattle to meet this guy who we met briefly at their wedding scene who was dancing with Juliet Lewis and mm-hmm. who she used to have a sort of a relationship with and, and his then. and his game is telling women he's bad at sex and apparently that's like <laughs> his that's like his move and then Juliet Lewis like was like I don't care I don't want a relationship with you I just want to fuck you at this what I'm at a wedding I'm gonna have sex with a guy and he's like oh okay I'm, yeah. bad, I'm bad at sex and, and she's apparently like, that's fine apparently later apparently according to what happens in the movie she told she she told JLo that he was bad at sex yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then JLo tells him later on when they do hook up that he's not bad at sex so we just don't know yeah works fine. we don't know so whether or not he's good at so sex. she visits him in seattle and there's actual scenes shot in seattle there's a mm-hmm. scene on like capitol, capitol hill. hill yeah very recognizable like part Republican of capitol hill. or something like that one yeah of them streets there's the yeah. place where a lot of our friends used to live before right. they it's got like, chased out it's like right near there uh-huh. yeah <laughs> before that they got priced cool. out of capitol hill and then the, and so she's living in this guy's uh, apartment in capitol hill and uh, this like these quote-unquote fbi guys show up yeah. they turn out to be just like go- hard goons they're hard goons that were uh, that were hired by the rocketeer uh and yeah. so this 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 dude is so rich powerful and obsessed uh, with getting his wife and daughter back that he's got a full team of goons this calls back to with knives and shit this remind and this this made me think when I was watching Sleeping with the Enemy, I watched this one first, and then when I watched Sleeping with the Enemy, I was like, this is like a lesson that some screenwriter learned from watching that movie, which is like, the rich guy who owns the wife or whatever, yeah. in his mind, right. isn't going to go after her right. himself. He's, not get his hands he's rich. He's yeah. rich. Yeah. 
He can just, just hire. Get some goons. He has guys that will hired do that. Goons. Yeah. He, so he has hired goons come over, and that, I like that about it. Yeah, how yeah. it's like he's got like no, this, I love that. Stuff. He's got like this whole. He's got like this whole thing where he doesn't have to get his hands. Well, then dirty. when she goes, then he could get he could get her back if anything bad happens. It's a bunch of fucking strangers that kidnapped this lady and her kid, and right. and everything went bad. He doesn't. He's not. He's like I'm the grieving husband. My wife was gone, and oh no! It, They're you know. constantly pointing out how like easily a, a rich person or, or a, yeah. a person in his situation could reframe it, mm-hmm. even though he's obviously the villain. Yeah. Like in the eyes of the law, this this stuff can be twisted against her. So again, this is. The the most realistic of the three. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and also somehow. not. And also it's not. The and also, car- it's somehow the most cartoonish and, also and the, the most realistic. To its benefit. Yeah. To its benefit. In both regards. That's why it's yeah, the most exactly. fun. Exactly. That's why it's the most fun. Exactly. <clears throat> and I really love it when the... Uh, well, it wants to be a movie, for one, which has, so right. it has that Sleeping over deceived. Sleeping with the Enemy wanted to get, get itself over with as quick as possible. <laughs> I think Deceived wanted to get itself over with. I think Sleeping with the Enemy wanted to get itself over with as quickly as possible, but also was like, let's throw in a bunch of uh, weird performances. Yeah. And a brown-eyed girl scene. So, like, the F- so they find her in Seattle and so she's got to go to San Francisco which I liked because it's a bridge uh, between like we've we've done a lot of movies that took place in Seattle on this show and we've done a lot of movies yeah. that took place in San Francisco this one's got them both so that's cool and yeah. like on location shooting this is where she goes to and meets up with uh, her dad her estranged her est- illegitimate father very estranged I don't think he was ever her dad he, right. says he, he, just, his, is, his, he just put his seed in a woman and that and then left his, and that, uh, that's it he his, never yeah his secretary comes over to him and goes Goes, she says she's your your daughter, and then he looks at the little girl because she's got her daughter with her, and she goes, he goes, uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't had sex with anybody since you know nobody. 19, 1995. It's like a, nobody. He couldn't have a kid who's that old. It's essentially what he's saying. And right. then he says, or that, and he's and she goes, and then J Lo goes, no, no, I'm your daughter. And then he, <laughs> he still he thinks motions, she's just looking for money. Yeah. yeah, he motions back to like his office, the people in his office. And he goes, half the people in that room could be my kid. <laughs> like this dude liked to get it wet back in the day. <laughs> I pretty my, amazing. But so he dismisses her, and this is one of my favorite things in the movie because we were talking about how uh, how Rocketeer has hired goons. Hired then goons. the hired goons come to see Fred Ward and threaten him. Yeah, and he's at this point he's just like. Well, nobody fucks with me. I'm going to give yeah. this lady a shitload that of money. Him, that gets him two things. Yeah. Pissed off and curious. And curious. Yeah. Exactly. Got me, he, gives, he says, it got me curious. I really love that shit. Uh, and, it, and I think it's an interesting contrast to the Billy Campbell character. Like, here's another rich dude who pretty much does thinks he can do whatever he wants. And he can. Yes. And uh, this is sort of interesting to fit that character. Now she's got situation. a rich dude who can do anything he wants. and ha- On her side. On her yeah. side. Yeah. And honestly, without him, she would basically be 100% screwed because now she's got yeah. at least some money. They also discussed the, the financial implications of what she's done. She got some money from like he Juliette could, Lewis and some she had some she had some money. Yeah. Like, but he cuts off all of her cards yeah, yeah. and uh, there's like scenes where she's like when, when as soon as she leaves obviously all the cards are canceled yeah. and that's it. She's like got real money problems mm-hmm. and shit. Whereas uh, uh, Julia Roberts just sort of seems to find a house. Well she like just goes to Iowa and, and support like, her mother in a nursing home. She yeah, has I mean, some money in her she like in her right. go bag. Not interested you see money and she so you're like I guess she had yeah. squirreled away enough money they're not interested in that side of a, yeah. w- a woman this, leaving this a, has a rich man slightly more of a procedural bent to it just slightly yeah. slightly enough <laughs> to a yeah. point yeah. enough of one <laughs> <laughs> alright enough uh, enough. enough I'm fed up with it <laughs> 
yeah, so Jupiter's helping her out now, and then uh, at a certain point, uh, she uh, also has the, the dude from Seattle come visit her, and then that's when she tells him that he's actually not that bad at sex, and you're kind of like, all right, so this is going to be the new boyfriend. And then uh, and she's in this new place. Is, is this the, the point where she's in Michigan now or something? Like They're in supposedly in Michigan. Michigan. She starts a new identity. Her name's Aaron now. Yeah. But, it is, but at this no, point, this was, she's, she's living in a house. She has Jupiter's money. Yeah, they're in, they're living sub, in a they're nice in house. They're in Michigan, I think. And, that, and at this point, Billy Burke just straight up shows up, and he's there. No. Oh. No, it's The Billy Rocketeer. Campbell. It's the Billy Rocketeer. Campbell. Sorry, Billy Campbell. I'm not going to remember. I'm just going to say The Rocketeer. Just say The Rocketeer. He, yeah. shows, he shows up at her house and then beats her up, and then the daughter gets to see this. some of this happening. So yeah. the daughter's been kind of confused Wait. and doesn't know that the dad's a bad guy. Wasn't this, but what, was this before or after he sent Noah Wiley after her? Uh, Before. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Because because Noah Wiley's after her in the last in the last third. Of okay. It, and that's where you get the cool car chase and stuff. Anyway, so Spoiler. so it, I this, thought this is the point when like the turn begins her, yeah. to happen though. Yeah. Because uh, she home alones him. This is when she decides that it's <laughs> enough, and then then we get to the John McClane home alone stuff. Um, and uh, and this is also another character turn that happens very abruptly because she's been a, a strong enough character. She got away for God's sakes and is dealing with all this shit. But then at a, at a certain point, we don't. No, she's really, had enough. She just basically had enough, and 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 she's like, you know what? I gotta have to. I have to hatch a plan and figure a way out of this, and it's going to involve me getting tough and learning how to fight back physically, and also becoming like a bit of a like cool tech mm-hmm. <laughs> tech. Uh, oh yeah. Ninja well, now you're talking about the end person. of the movie. Yeah, uh, but th- this is like all part of the plan. And this is when uh, uh, this is when we find out that Noah Wiley at the very beginning. So yeah. we get the scene comes they back. They were pals. They were pals all along, and it was a game that they run on ladies, where he pretends to mm-hmm. the, the whole thing was a scam. Yep. And then uh, so Billy the, Campbell was and Noah Wiley's a cop. Yes, and is he oh is he a cop God. or a lawyer? I thought he was a cop because I think at the beginning he said he was going to law school. He's in a police station. Okay. I don't that, know. I, that, I, that, I, the police. I, I don't, I don't remember. I remember he was in an office, and then Billy Campbell makes him do whatever he wants. And the Rocketeer I, has something. It, it, it kind of yeah. didn't matter what job he what jo- what job. I he assumed had. he was, was a cop because Billy Campbell's like, I need you to find out these addresses and shit like that. I thought he was a lawyer because he said he went to law school, but doesn't. Maybe it, he's a doctor. It literally doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. He's doctor. a cop. He's a cop lawyer. He's lawyer, lawyer cop with Noah Wiley shows up. There's a super, super cool scene where he's like chasing her in a in in. It's like a car chase. Yeah. And then she drives into a bridge that has a. A low, a low cutoff area, mm-hmm. and, he, and his car gets wrecked, and then we can't yeah. follow her. And then that, but he's not a, dead because it's not R-rated, so we right. don't get to see Noah Wiley's head. But we don't, but we don't see him again either. No, I think he gets out of the car. He, he's, he's definitely not dead. He's, de- he's not dead, I but he's he also no. He's definitely not dead, but he's also that's it. He doesn't come back. No, no, but he like isn't dead. I was, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh man, just, I wish just this had him die. Yeah, died like just gotten splattered. He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a super bad guy. Yeah. He's uh, a bad guy, but then like it's funny when his friend Billy Campbell comes to visit him, and he's all like, uh, "He's he's like, I don't know, you know, I can't. I well, that was a, whatever. Who care, you know?" And he's like, "I'm gonna make you do this. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> he's do like, it. he's like just going I'll to crush you. Everybody's going to and threatening. And they're like, fuck, I have to. Yeah, yeah, I fucking have to." All right, so now it's so now J Lo's got a plan, and this all happens abruptly. It's not a great movie per se. Like all of a sudden, she's just got this trainer guy, and she's training with him, and and, and it's a guy that uh, Fred Ward set her up. We with, find yeah. that out later, but yeah. he just sort of appears and is like teaching her how to. He's like, all very a like super... mind, body, strong grasshopper with her. And yeah, then, absolutely. And she, he, he teaches like a, her Krav Maga. He teaches, He's a very important character. He teaches her all the stuff that he becomes um, like Yoda, and he teaches her Krav Maga. Also, at some point, she goes to visit a lawyer. And much stronger than you, and so what have we got to do, and all this. Who's the guy that plays the lawyer? 
It's a uh, Fuck, I don't African American actor who I can't very remember recognizable. His, um, now I can't remember his name it's now, but it was just, it was just, he's the lawyer that basically just goes, "You're fucked." There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. you, there's nothing he's, you can he's, do. He's one of those guys that like uh, you. I see and go like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be in the rest of the movie" because he's like, I, I can't remember his name, but he's. But I'm like, this this guy's gonna be in the rest of the movie because I recognize him, and then he's like in this one scene, basically telling her that she's fucked. Yeah, you're and fucked. Then he's not in the oh, movie. Oh, it's Bill Cobbs. Bill yeah, Cobbs. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so and so she she gets this training part, and then there's like a, a part in time it. from Hutsucker Proxy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anyway, yep. and there's a part in it where he's like, when your opponent, as we all know, is a coward, if he ever gets you down, there's going to be a part where he's he's going to kick you because yeah. he's a coward, and then you'll know, and you'll be smiling inside because you'll know that you have him and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, that's going to come back. Yeah. Yep. And indeed it does because she's got a whole plan where she breaks into she's she's taking the fight back to the Rocketeer because he's I got love a this new shit. house. And this she, is the this is what it's all about. She like lets him know that he's in that she's in San Francisco yeah I think she's 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 sent her kid off with uh with Juliette Lewis at this point and then the kid stuff is handled pretty well too because it's actually like addressed that like this is traumatizing yeah, for the kid. You see the kid at one point when, when she first escapes, we didn't talk enough about the earlier scene where Billy Campbell finds out where they live and she home alones him because she like has all these like traps rigged up so yeah. that they can like get away really fast if he does show up and she like trap essentially traps him in the house yeah yeah the and like then she gets away and the kid is like she's putting on Freaking a wig out. and the kid is like upset and she's like oh no and so there's a whole there's kind of they this is I mean, part of why they, cursor, they yeah. cursorily address it but like they address it enough yeah yeah but they're like the, you can see a lot and, of, and the fact of the that they address the it at all sort of is becoming like right withdrawn yeah. and uh, yeah. and being because she's in the car when the car chase happens too right and she's very freaked out by that and this is yeah, well, this is why it's enough and right enough. after she'd met her best friend Noah Wiley on the ferry over they they right. he's like oh hey here's but your we gotta, ball but we yeah, gotta yeah, get yeah, yeah. we gotta get to the Rocketeer's house because this is what it's all well, it's about the end of the movie yeah. it's the end of the movie we well, gotta get to it we are gonna get to it we're doing it now and and so she's she's the buys a bunch of gadgets there's gadgets yep. she's sweeping his house she first of all sneaks into his house she's a ninja now because mm-hmm. she did like a couple like a week of training or something like that doesn't matter not realistic whatever yeah. and uh, and she sneaks into his house finds all of his guns rigs the house up with a thing that kills cell phone signals yep, yep. and then uh, and then she just sort of stays there and waits for the final Hides showdown to, to, to happen and then he shows up there and uh, she takes and, the fight to him, and it, it, it's fucking it's awesome. Fucking and she's she's terrorizing him yep. straight up the way that Patrick Bergen terrorizes Julia Roberts. She's got all this stuff rigged up in the house to freak him out before yeah. she even appears. And so, like his lights are turning out, and he's like scared at first. And then he's and she's got oh by the way puts a bunch of like heavy rings on her fingers, and then wraps them up. So she's gonna like just re- each punch is gonna like really fuck yeah. up his face, and it does. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like a corrective to sleeping with the animal. Right. I think so. You know, where it's like she, instead of just running away, runs away, but then eventually goes, no, no, this guy keeps fucking following me. I'm going to, I'm going to get this guy. And it's also not the kind of thing where like, you know, uh, he shows up and finally she shoots him. You know what I mean? Or like something, or they scuffle and he falls, you know, like she deliberately goes after him intending to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's the plan. That I love it. Absolutely, the plan. And uh, and there's a there's a part at when she's she's got her hands up and she's clearly like provoking a, a fight. And he goes, uh, "You want to fight me, man to man?" 
And she and he goes, "You sure that's fair?" And she goes, "Fair to who?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like fuck yeah, which is like so that's good. what. And then movie, she's like, yeah. she's like getting his dander up because he's like, "I'm I'm not gonna fall into this trap." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you are." She's like slapping him and punching him and shit like that. Yeah. And then uh, the things just have to escalate more. Uh, there's, it's, it gets kind of hard hardcore because at a certain point she punches him so hard or like not maybe knocks his face into something or yeah. whatever and she goes oh he bleeds yeah. <laughs> like god damn was that something he awesome. said to her earlier or I don't know okay. either way it's some so cold blooded shit yeah. it's really cool yeah and she's like kicking his ass but then of course when it comes to the kill blow she like can't quite do it and she ends up calling her friend Juliet Lewis yeah. and being like I can't kill him I can't do it and <laughs> Juliet Lewis is like but what, you gotta do you, what the fuck do you mean kill this him this is the whole plan she's, yeah, she's like basically that. like saying I'm gonna. You should kill him. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. Either. I'm like, just guy, just, just do it. Just kill him. You know, because then, because then, like, it turns into a thing where then he comes after her. Right. Of course, he gets her pinned. Of course, she uses the move that the guy taught her. Yeah. And then she kind of kicks him over a balcony, and mm-hmm. he like dies hitting a table or so. So it's sort of yeah. like almost like instead of her actually going through with like fucking murdering this guy and being like that's okay that's exactly what i set out to do and that's fine and this guy is we're all better off that this guy's dead it was almost like no we don't make movies like that anymore kind of is like an accident yeah you know it's kind of almost like i kicked him off the balcony and he died you know you know and then she was on the phone with her friend who who like then he attacked her and then juliet lewis calls 911 and then 911 comes we have sure. to be able to make sure that she's not a murderer, even though like right. I'm fine with her being a murderer. Right, we're all fine. We, the whole audience is fine with her being a murderer. Right, but Absolutely. like the movie can't the movie can't quite make her a murderer. They have at, to make at her its core. It's a little basic. Like as if we need any more reason to be sympathetic to what she was doing there. Which you know? is why, like, I if it was like I wish it was like a you know had like been like rated R. Right. Like that yeah. kind of thing where it's like, then you could have this character maybe do that. I think this would be a movie we weren't talking about as a forgotten movie and we would be a movie that we were talking about. Right, right, right. That would be like, this is that movie where J-Lo murders her husband. Yeah. Instead of like the movie where like premeditated like, and everything. had enough yeah. and then took the fight to him is yeah. basically what this movie is instead of it being like, this is a fucking revenge movie straight yeah. of like, which is like what I think what the movie wants to be but can't quite do it can't like it wants it. to be a revenge movie for anybody who's ever been in a shitty it's, who's it, been in it a bad relationship it unfortunately softens itself at the very last moment right but it does yeah. get like right before that it does have its most effective shit where she's having yeah. where like he's uh, this is like after the fighting has been going on for quite a while and she's basically getting to like her finishing blows mm-hmm. and you see the snippets of him like hurting her yeah. hurting her kid and then she's punching him in the face and it's going back and forth and it's fucking it makes the your really spine good. like the hair turn uh, yeah, yeah. stick up on the back of your neck it's really effective hey, Apta, and you're like Apta's yeah. not a slouch you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's so fucking cool it's interesting to see a director like him taking on something Some like pretty lowbrow material right because he's he's a guy who is generally more hype but it's like sort yeah. of that's why this movie is like middle brow like it has that yeah. stuff where it's like oh well this is about that uh-huh. and then also eh, it's also about how she like punches this guy to death but yeah. not quite you know so it's sort of i feel like that's where like the the up and down i don't know it kind of like waffles at the end a little waffle iron's been in the shop forever mm. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I got all the lines the that quotes. I wanted to do in there. Um, yeah. Oh, she, so she kills him, and then she hooks up back with her daughter, and everything's happy. Doesn't she move to Seattle with the? Uh, she moves, to, and then the last the shot, the last shot is her and the that dude on the ferry back to Seattle. By the way, this was written by the guy who wrote uh, Fallen. Although I don't know why they're I don't know why they're on the fucking ferry. Where are they Where are they coming? There's from? two classic. There's two classic uh, like incorrect arriving in Seattle scenes. <laughs> yeah. There's one like because there's two scenes where they're like they're driving into Seattle, uh, presumably from the airport, right? Because they would have flown in. Yeah. And so one of them they're clearly driving in from West Seattle. Yeah. Not where the airport is. No. And then another one, they're coming in from the ferry, and, yeah. the, and the airport is not on an island or on the and peninsula. And like she wouldn't have gone up from San Francisco to the peninsula and then back down to Seattle. I mean, I understand why they do that. Like the ferry is cinematic looking. And you can do like Seattle's a pull out known. shot and stuff. Yeah, and, but, it's, but it's also like we should have moved yeah. into the top of the Space Needle. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, this, like when uh, Grandpa Simpson's living in the head of the right. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> or like Unforgettable where they just they hang out at the Space Needle so you yeah. know it's in Seattle. Exactly. This takes place in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kim Cattrall actually comes up and says. They do she, the exact same thing. Give me thing. those kids. This takes place in Seattle. Goodbye, yeah. for, Goodbye. Till, for another 40 minutes. See you they in do 40 the minutes. exact same thing in the Deborah Winger movie Black Widow, which I'm sure we'll do, where, uh, where it's like, I'm flying into Seattle tomorrow. Cut to her coming in through a ferry. Yeah. You're like, all right. You don't fly in and then ferry into Seattle. Anyway. Ferries don't uh, have wings. Ratings. So, uh, enough. Ratings. Three and a half Judds. Nice. I'm going to give it two Douglases. It's yeah. well, four. Where's, hmm? where's the, there's no sleaze at all in this. Yeah, but I mean, again, yeah. I feel like the, the ski factor is pretty high with some of Billy Campbell's uh, behavior. Yeah. It's unpleasant. Hmm. Um, it's not. It's not just about nudity and sex. When I do the, we, when I do the Douglases, we we definitely have constantly disagreed about what the purpose yeah. of the Douglas rating is. Yeah. The Douglas for me is a reflection of the characters of Michael Douglas. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Hmm. But uh, what, else, what else you got? What's your third? And one? then I'm going to give this. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about ten out of ten hired goons? Yeah. <laughs> hired goons. Yeah. <laughs> hired goons. <laughs> I'm also going to give it three and a half Judds. This is a it, this is doing what it wants to do correctly. It's really fun. Yep. It's a little too. It's definitely too long. But like uh, I don't know. I wasn't ninety five like, minutes in like, this uh, thing. Would have, if this was a ninety five minute oh, bullet, man, holy wow, shit, yeah, so good. It's, yeah, it's pr- considering the dark nature of the uh, of the content or the the plot or whatever. It's fun. It's yeah. very, it's it's a fun movie, and it a hundred percent achieves what it's supposed to at the end, where you get that this real. Fucking! It's, I would ting- say that it is both tingly insightful moment. and pandering. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, at the same <laughs> yeah, time. yeah. Realistic and cartoonish. Classic uh, B movie. All yep. that going. I'm just one one Judd. I don't think there's any or one Douglas. I don't think there's any sleaze in it or anything. And I'm gonna give it one ferry ride from the airport. Hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, three and a half Juds. This is good. Solid. Solid B movie does it does what it's it does what it wants. Mm-hmm. It's doing the thing that it sets out to do. It's like here's what we're gonna do, and then it does it, and it doesn't like you know it doesn't transcend it. Like I said, it'd be this movie would fucking be something we're talking about if it was the movie where at the end J Lo fucking learns how to fight back and fucking kills, kills him. him. Yeah, like just Man. fucking. Head kills in the box, him. Kills breaks him. Doesn't neck. like call her friend halfway through and go like I can't go through with it. But fucking yeah! Can you kills imagine him. that's a good thing? Yeah. Can you imagine the shot at the end where she's just or if that was neck. the last he, shot? I mean, yeah. even, and you can even and do then she a, goes. I've had enough and breaks his. You can neck. even do the thing where he goes like, "You can't fucking, you can't go through with she's it." Like, and she goes, "Yeah, I can." And then fucking like curb stomps half of his head off or, or like, something. Or like he's like, "You won't." Sh- 
like in the oh, middle of saying yeah. it, he just blows his head. Oh and cut the credits. Yeah. Yes. You know? Like, fuck oh, this man. thing. You need to know the... Like uh, like that shot at the end of Brawl in Cell Block 99 where it's just like you see his head explode yeah, and yeah. cut to the credits. Man, that'd yeah. be fucking rad. Yeah, or the end of Bound where uh, right, where yeah. uh, Joe pa- Joey Pants is like, you you don't you can't kill You can't do you this. You can't do this. You don't know shit and blows him away. Yep. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I, I wanted the movie to end with her just fucking going like, I'm gonna kill this guy. Yeah. And like the movie feels like, well, we can't have J-Lo kill him. We can't just have him kill her. You can't, he can't, she can't kill him in cold blood. No. It's a little reminder that it is still a J-Lo, a J-Lo project, even if it's a good one. Because at the very end, at the very end of it, yeah. a terrible J-Lo song plays over the credits, and you're like, fuck, who, because I, I was like, You should play song, that at the end of this podcast. Oh, I will. I was like, this song sucks, and then I, and then I shazammed it, I was like, J-Lo, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, three and a half, three and a half Judds, uh, I guess, I guess half a, half a Douglas, because of the, like, the guy's being like tricking be uh, doing the trick you know running their stupid they're game. running their gross scam and, and a little bit for noah wiley oh they wish he had a beard but he did have stubble so no wiley always almost means you got to take it seriously almost bearded but in between beard he's like kind of like got a little bit of stubble yeah. i think and he's like oh i'm like not quite a good guy but not he quite looks a little hungover but not quite depressed he's yeah. like just a bad guy yeah this um, is like this is uh <laughs> this is a fentanyl addict <laughs> Yeah, Noah yeah. Wiley yeah, from, yeah. from season yeah, six. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Or season six, or maybe. Yeah, Benton hasn't yet kicked his ass to uh, yeah, to put him in rehab, rehab yeah. yet. Uh, right, that's enough. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's, that's enough, enough drug abuse. That's enough of our talk. I think he meant this enough of us talking uh, about. Well, definitely enough of this podcast. Um, no, I got to do one more rating. Still. Oh right, come on. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I don't know. Ten out of ten. Creepy. Uh, creepy rich guy Fred Warts. Yeah. Mm. Jupiters. Jupiters. Ten, ten rich men named Jupiter. Jupiter. His name's Jupiter yeah. too. How silly is that? Uh, so uh, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing next time? We're gonna change it up. We're gonna do something weird next time. Yeah, we're gonna kind of do. We've done like neo noirs kind of on this, but we're gonna touch on some. I guess what you call these is like throwback noirs. China sort towns. of. They're, they're wanna wanna, they kind of want to be Chinatowns, all all of them. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do. It's gonna be kind of weird. So um, bear with gonna, us. I'm not gonna list them in chronological order here. I apologize for nothing. We're, we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna do Mulholland Falls. Uh huh. Devil in a Blue Dress. Great movie. And this is something that I know that we've been wanting. We all want to talk about. It's like a. This is about uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. And a I classic. think this movie is a classic and a masterpiece. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yay! Oh, stay tuned. Hell yeah. The suspense will be killing you waiting for that podcast. <laughs> We're doing it. We're totally doing it. Uh, so stay tuned for oh, that one. Yes. And until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye.